What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. We're being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday night. It is. I was down in the mall earlier and <laughs> anyway, shout out to the coach game. Hey, 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 get my thing on, get my thing, get my thing on, get my thing, get my salsa. You see them ladies, you see that salsa? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's why YouTube hates me. You know what I mean? <laughs> new, 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 new world order. And uh, as we do, we honor this Tuesday for our favorite girl in the building. There she is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear her. Got my old girl. You know, it's a slow Tuesday these days. It's a slow Tuesday. Where we at? The question What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not gonna lie. No, not your your body count. What do you mean? How many? Three, 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 three. Oh no, she's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh. No, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the ten fingers. Oh, the humanity. Hey, we know what time it is. You know what time it is. She's our girl. More than a ten fingers. I know my guy's like oh, the humanity. what is going on even with this mask on he can't believe his ears what are we doing he's like this oh, the humanity. 10 fingers 10 people more than 10 people clap cheeks all right what is going on man we can't have this out here she gotta be all mine my girl all right anyway somebody's gonna find this and be like this is reprehensible Somebody's going to find my page. This is reprehensible. Trigger warning. Viewer discretion is advised. You were choosing to watch this content. You were warned. Also, the show does not promote hate nor harm. <laughs> All right. Hate nor harm of any person based on their weight, their weight, gender, relationship status, class, and all of that stuff. We talk about the flatbacks out here, and we also talk about or the theta gang in the building. You know what I mean? We equal opportunists out here. Opportunists. All right. We're opportunists. Okay. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We got a great show for y'all today. We got uh, four or five great stories here. Uh, the, the evening show, the stories go a little bit faster. Stream should be a little bit shorter unless we have something come in on um, unexpectedly. But these are the stories here. We're going to talk about child support is not punishment. Uh, Romeo and Master P. I think Romeo made it to the 12 simps, at least the honorable mention. And it looks like he's patched things up with his father for now. Um, there must have been a check cut. We're also going to talk about sister girl talking about she's not strong and independent. She will use your ass. She'll use you. And then we have marriage is the most expensive form of tricking. And I will invite some brothers to come up here. So uh, get your wigs. Sisters, get your wigs. This is going to be your opportunity. You might be able to get called up by CGA. You might get called up from the minor leagues, all right? You might qualify for the 52-point program where I kick them tires around. I know there's a lot of ladies watching me 
Um, you know, there a lot of married women watch me because they got permission from. You got permission from your husband, ninjas. All right, ninjas. I might invite a few ninjas up. Uh, for dating coaches, are you watching me? Dating coaches, I know you're watching me. You're figuring out how is CGA doing this? This dude CGA. All right. So um, anyway, if um if if you dating coaches, you want to come up here, uh, dudes, uh, dudes with uh, you know, uh, rotten out teeth. If you want to come forward and tell me how much you're, you know, how much of a man you are by piping down miserable overweight women, if that's what you want to qualify. <laughs> Uh, you you might be welcome, Doug. Somebody got permission from their husband. Yes, ladies, I know you got permission. Hey, I always tell the wives, you know what I mean? I'm honorable. I'm a traditional uh, old man here. And uh, if a woman speaks to me in public, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, like, you know, what do you what do you want? You know, hi, how you doing, sir? Or right, what are you trying to sell me something? Oh, no, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I was just drumming up casual conversation. Oh, that's cool. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Okay, um, where's your husband? All right, where is husband. Yeah, where's your husband at? And why are you talking to me? Oh, I ain't got no husband. Oh, really? Oh, okay, well, then that's another conversation. Oh, my husband is not here at the moment. While the cat is away, the mice will play, though. Oh, no, baby. No, 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 no. We won't do that to you. Now, nah, I don't talk to women that have husbands. You are essentially invisible and you shall be invisible to men. <laughs> anyway, so, so we have a married woman here says there's about 50 women watching right now. Oh, we, we know this, Therese. Is it Therese? We know there's women watching me. We know ladies cannot go a day without seeing CGA. You know what I mean? They sit at home even next to. And on. They're watching me wishing, you know what I mean? They're watching me just looking like, mm, maybe I can tempt CGA's tummy with the taste of feet and honey. Yeah, maybe we can tempt his tummy. Let's see. Let's see how hard he really likes these. Gorditas. Let's see how hard he really likes them flatbacks. You know, there's some woman over there with her big feet stanking like corn nuts all on her husband's furniture, all over whose furniture? Yeah, you watching, you know, feet stanking. You ain't jumped in the shower in a couple of days. You ain't gave your husband, you ain't dropped your neck on her hus your husband at all. And now she's sitting over here. She watches CGA going, hmm, maybe I can move up to CGA. I know what it is. <laughs> all right, anyway, man, look, let's stop messing around. Somebody said dating coaches don't want no smoke. Yeah, man, I might you might fumble a whole bag if you come on here. Dating coaches, if you if you do come in, I just will have a warning. Dating coaches, if you ever come on my show and you don't fare well, and there's a 99% chance you will not fare well, you're gonna fumble a whole bag. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you go fumble the whole bag because I'm gonna spread that video across the lands, across the plains. If you don't fare well, or if you don't fare well, it's gonna might be curtains for your business. So be careful when you run up. All right, don't run up and get done up. Yeah, your, your whole business going to fold. You're going to be like, let me pack this shit up. All right, my whole YouTube career done got kibosh. Look at Hafiz. Like, look at what Hafiz has to do. Look at what Hafiz has to do to recover from that tw pretzel twist I put on him. I put his ass in the figure four leg lock. 
And look at what he had to do. He had to be like, all right, let me see. Pearly. <laughs> Run up and get done up. Hey, ladies, did y'all get pedicures? Did you get your pedicures this weekend? You know what I mean? You had plenty of Apple opportunities, ladies. Hey, listen, if you're married, you need a pedicure a week. Or you need a pedicure a week. And you need to get them damn Fred Flintstone feet looking at, you know, uh, done up. If, you, if you're a lady and you're not getting a week uh, a pedicure per week, what kind of lady? What, what kind? You ain't got no man. Don't claim to have no boyfriend or no husband and you ain't getting a pedicure per week. Y'all better get in there and put them feet in there. You got to put them feet because don't get up under my sheets with your feet and all your heels scratching my damn uh, calves and shins. All right, come on. We're talking about Gabrielle Union today. Grab your United. This isn't a person I particularly like. I don't like her persona. All right. I don't know her as a person, but her persona is absolutely reprehensible to me. Uh, let me see here. Who telling brothers to be stepdaddies? Oh, man, it's crazy. Hey, ladies, y'all walking around here with y'all's feet undone like this? Reprehensible. Y'all can't be doing that. All right, let me get <laughs> Y'all walking around here with hammer toes and all kind of chicken scratching. This is just crazy. All right. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. You know, ladies, it's got to be it. What are we doing? Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. I got to do all of this just to keep a channel going. All right, I get millions of views and li very little subscribers. Sorry, right, so I be dragging channels. All right, so what we have to do this, and the, and the PayPal is pinned to the top of the live chat. Also, the Notorious CGA channel has the super chats. You can super chat over there on Notorious CGA channel. Um, let's let the first people, uh, the earlier contributors, uh, let's let's hear your voice. If you have anything to say, let me know. Shout out to Michael Reed. He says, great show. I appreciate you already. XL Pro Service is one of the best contributors in the sphere. He, su he supports this show over here. He says, salute, bro. I appreciate you. And uh, you know what? It's a sponsorship at this point. Indeed. All right. Who do we got over here on Vimbo? No government name. He says, now I see why you don't bother checking your social media comment sections. The amount of blue pill normie talk is unbearable. Yeah. And shout out to people who do comment on my stuff um, and that are supporters. But <laughs> there's some people on my comment section. I don't care what platform it is, but specifically the social media platforms like other than YouTube. Every now and then somebody will try to get in YouTube and um you know, uh, try to try to make them out of a, out of a molehill, or uh, they'll try to sneak this. But um, when it comes to Instagram and TikTok, I don't even I don't even read the comments. I have no interest in reading the comments. All right, I just post and let it fly. Most of the time, I'll respond to something like if it's a picture of me, then I'll go in the comment section. But um, on those posts that I post that are edited from my uh, live streams, I just post it and get the hell out of there. I just throw it like a grenade and be like, bye-bye. I walk the hell up out of there like. Yeah, YouTube shorts, forget about it. I don't even know what's going on over there. And let me tell you, I'm super surprised. I don't even know what the views are. Like, I don't even keep track of what the numbers are. Every now and then I'll be surprised like, what? This one went viral? Like, wow. Like, and then I'll go look and there'll be paragraphs of comments. Some of them. So I don't keep track. I'm very bad at the algorithm, like studying it. I'm better. Okay, what did this one do? What did that one do? I want to get better at it. Macaroni, Tony. 
Nia Long, Ashanti, and now Gabrielle. CGA collecting the skeletons of the 90s and the 2000s. Black Quangs like the Infinity Stones. Yes, did we do? Boy, I did go. Uh, well, Nia Long, yes. We getting them Black Quangs. Them Queens. Shout out to them Queens. I was having a conversation with a person today, and we were just like, mm. you know, I really wish sisters could get it together. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. I'm like, sisters be, you know, sisters, I don't know what it is. You know, I, it could be better. It could be better. The only time it really works out with a sister is you got to be a, oh, I got a security co uh, challenge over here, over on PayPal. What happened? What am I supposed to do? It depends on when you find the sister, but <sighs> sisters, do y'all really want to know? <laughs> I told y'all last week, but I feel sorry. I mean, listen, I feel sorry for y'all sometimes. I'd be like, y'all really be shooting yourselves in your own foot. <laughs> Sisters really be shooting themselves in their foot. They be like, clack, clack, kablooey. You know what I mean? Just and then come out limping and then blame Jermaine. They be like, it is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Mm. <laughs> y'all really be needing some help like y'all don't listen y'all don't listen i mean y'all y'all's heads be hard thick thick and i just have to say <laughs> i just have to say like look at the position let me just say this like look at the position you're in and then adjust Like you're at the bottom, the bottom rung, years and years of oppression and years and years of bedwinching. And it's just be like, oh. And then you double down and triple down on the stupidity. We got a sister today who's going to talk about this. I'm going to show you. I wish, you know what I mean? They be like, man, some of the most stubbornest people. And listen, stubbornness is not good. I'm a little stubborn. I'm a little stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I'm not stubborn, I guess. I'm I'm selfish. But stubbornness is not good. All right. And they be like stubborn. I'm like, I'm trying to help you. Cause what is this, man? We see what's going on in the world. You can walk clear outside. You see, it's not like there's nothing. We're not hiding anything. Like the world's not hiding anything. Everything's pretty much straight up. I know there's conspiracies. They walk right outside. Put their hands on their hips, looking like an Aunt Jemima character. <laughs> they put their hands on their hips, look outside, and they be like, that sky is green as hell. And you look and go, that sky is not green. And it has never been green, as a matter of fact. It has never been green. The only about time it was ever green is on St. Patrick's Day. It has never been green. <laughs> And then you, they'll, they'll argue you up and down on the possibility that that might be green and why your lion eyes is cheating on you. Like, you're like, are you sure you want to die on this hill? Like, ma'am, I'm trying to help you because I don't want you to look stupid. The sky is blue. You can say is there some, some refractionary of the spectrum. I don't know, man. But the sky is definitely blue. 
And for further reference, you might want to listen to me because you're going to look like an idiot when you go back out into the real world. But nope, that don't stop them. They will run right back out on Instagram, TikTok, and they'll talk about how the sky is green. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And possibly the fact that you can't see it, that way you haven't manifested. You haven't manifested that green sky. I don't know what it is. And listen, I don't know. What is it? Like, anybody know? Was there somebody? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Mr. Uh, we're going to call you a big Ron. He says, big unk. He says, my boy hit me with the weekend. Wait, my boy got hit with the weekend. Still be friends. LOL. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes. How many of you guys are still dating? I mean, man, dating, I haven't been on a real proper formal date, formal date. And I don't even remember the last time I've been on a formal date where I was like, I'll go on a date with you. Now, I have taken junior college girls out to eat Jasmine Rice. Some of these women have eaten pretty good. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a bit. We're going to listen to the old school tell it. So when you say when I say I haven't been on a date, this hasn't it's not that I've never been around women. I haven't been around women. I haven't been out to eat. I haven't been out to party. I haven't been in the bed mating. It, it's not that I'm talking about. I have not been with the person and said, let's get to know each other and then go out and then eventually end up in these convoluted conversations. Oh, well, you know, I met you for two or three times. I just don't see anything possibility, but we can still be friends. I haven't even heard hide nor hair. Like, that seems so foreign to me. It seems foreign to me. Like, I don't know if I can meet a person, and obviously the person's going to be of advanced age, that if I went back into the dating marketplace, the person's going to be like 30-something, 30-something to 40-something. I cannot imagine sitting across from these normies having a honest conversation with them. It, it Dude, that would, I'd be sitting there like, my God, my God. I'm like, listen, this is just who is dating and who gets to the conversation, but well, we can still be friends. All right. And then what about relationships? Relationships seems like a foreign thing to me, too. But I do see you guys out here in relationship. So the, you're in the dating. You're in a relationship. The girl breaks up with you, but we can still be friends. What the what? I don't, you know, listen, you know what I mean? Shout out to you brothers that are doing it. Stay strong. It's just a place that I don't know if I can go back to. He says, you don't want no old lady. I don't want no old lady. I don't. <laughs> I have no interest. So then you guys break up. Who's been broken up with in the last uh, six months? Who's been broken up with? You got to break up in the last six months. Like to me, I've never like, what is a breakup? I haven't been a part of a breakup. And I don't even know. Six years. That's because I haven't committed to any one person. So maybe I want to say it's maybe five years or four years. I haven't been a part of a situation where like we need to break up. Still be friends. Mm. You broke up recently. We do. We do get a lot of brothers that just recently broke up and they're trying to figure out what happened. They're getting under there. They're figuring out how to come out of the blocks properly. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, blessings to you. And I'm not telling you guys not to date. Just to me, it seems like a gigantic waste of time. I mean, I don't even know. There, there's not a lot of people that I would consider going on a date with. It just seems like a goofy proposition to me.
Okay, let me take a complete stranger out. Okay, Bach. All right, can I pay for the whole meal for you, Bach? Perhaps can you come back to the crib, Bach? Rubbing on her leg. Oh, let's wait a while before it's too late. Let's wait a while before we go too far. Touching her leg, touching on her thing. And she's like, oh, we're moving too fast. We're moving too fast. Perhaps after the first date. Like what? Oh, not on the first date. I don't kiss. I don't touch. I don't hug. I don't suck on stuff. It's the first date. I mean, I'm a good, honest woman. Thank you very much for paying for the meal. I'll be ghosting you later. I mean, I'll see you later. <laughs> 90 day rule, not into the second date. And then the second date, I'll sip on some slurp. I'll slurp on you. And then the third date, I'll still, you know, you can touch it with your finger. Then the fourth date, I can do this. Then date number five. Mm. What in the hell do I could not do that? Let me tell you, whatever you guys are doing, that sounds miserable right now. Like, oh, my God, I couldn't even survive. <laughs> I'm dating with a purpose. I mean, where is this going? All right, I'll let you touch my inner thigh. This is a full-on commitment. I mean, let's delete each other's tenders and bumbles together. Let's do it. Let's get our phone and delete them together. Are we committed? Are we in a committed relationship? I mean, I don't want to waste time. I don't want a date without a purpose. Meanwhile, guess what she doing? She clapping her ex. I, I mean, these older women be acting like virgins, like <laughs> born-again virgins. Ladies. It sounds crazy when you're past the age of 35 talking this noise. You literally be like, well, I just want to be treated like a proper lady. I want to date honestly. I mean, I don't want it to be about sex earlier. I just want you to give everything that you can up front and I'll take and then I'll think about it, give it consideration. Meanwhile, she's slurping on somebody else. Not only that, she slurped on 100 men before you. And she banging her ex. And her baby daddy bending her over. She grabbing her toes. To the window, to the wall. Her ex got swept down, dropped down his balls. Hey, I wonder why YouTube censors me. And they let all of these rap songs say exactly similar to what I'm saying. And they be getting out there. Why they censoring me? I'm literally be quoting rap lyrics so many times. Look. Ladies and gentlemen, I find dating in America the most dumbest thing you could act. I mean, listen, there's a lot of dumb things you can do, but dating is one of the dumbest exercises of what? what is the exercise? What is it? And let me just tell you, dating is stems from prostitution. I will keep making this case. Dating is the let me ask you this. Have have any has anybody ever had problems dating? Like you've had problems, like oh, I couldn't really understand what she was talking about, and I don't know why this and this was weird, and this person did this and they said this, and both sides are doing this dating thing where they're trying to balance out what's right and what's wrong and what's proper and what's traditional and what's moving too fast, what's progressive. He ain't progressive enough. He one needs to be more traditional. Then you're over here, super progressive. You're trying to pull her back to tradition. Well, the traditions of dating says the man pays. First of all, the problem you have is there is no such thing as traditions of dating. There's none. We made the shit up. You know who made it up? The advertising companies, Madison Avenue, New York advertisers. You've been fed a bunch of bullshit. There's no such thing as dating. 
it's prostitution or courting. That's the middle. That's there's no middle ground. What you're trying to do is balance prostitution and, and, and courting. And you're juggling between prostitution, marriage and courting like this. You're like this. All right, here we go. Prostitution, marriage and courting. And we're going to do it and call it dating. <laughs> All right, here we go. There is no such thing as dating. Well, what you're supposed to do is, and then what you're supposed to do is, but I'm a skeezer and I'm out here, I'm a player, and then I'm going to treat you good, and I'm going to be out here with my hoes, but I'm going to turn you into a hoe and you're going to, I'm going to turn you into a freak. This is clown world. There's no such thing as dating. And the reason why you guys are having problems with dating is because you're making it up as you go. You're not following anything. You're making up the rules and you make up the rules as you go along and as it benefits you. It's essentially prostitution meets courting. <laughs> and then trying to throw some marital spices on the top of it. You want to know how I really feel? I think dating for men is absolute garbage. The only people who benefit from dating is women. Anyway, how do I send a super chat? Go over to the Notorious CGA channel. All right. You got to switch channels. Look up the Notorious CGA channel. You can super super chat. All right. Shout out to Dion says, I've been rocking with the coach gang since the bird flew. Coach, don't think we didn't notice you smiling and sniggling while talking to Pearly. <laughs> he says, give me that. Oh, that brother starving. Yeah, that brother starving. Was I showing my teeth? Was I showing my teeth? You know, I was teaching. I was teaching at the moment. I don't think I was showing my teeth, was I? Ninjas always got to show their teeth. <laughs> right, shout out to you. He trying to say I was sniggling. And I was smiling and showing my teeth. All right, he tried to say. Yeah, that brother stopped. Somebody said all of my teeth? Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> Sometimes. See, y'all y'all lying now. See, they lying now. Hey, brothers. They want to lie on coach now. They said I was out trying to show my teeth. <laughs> now, I'm going to be brief. Be true to the game. All right, but my teeth were showing white. They said they said I was doing this. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Nah, 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 brother. See, you got it wrong, brother. You got it wrong, brother. What I was doing was I was taking the time to teach a fellow member of the community. So we was talking business. We was talking business. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to give y'all the questions. You know what I mean? This wasn't a gotcha moment. This was an opportunity. Anyway. All right. Anyway, man, brothers, y'all was jealous, wasn't y'all? Y'all want to hump her leg. All right. Brothers is like other brothers is like, what do y'all see in her? What do y'all see in her? That's a great conversation. Somebody needs to do a video on it. You know, you do a video on it because there's some definitely some people like, what are y'all looking at? And then there's some people like. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we at here? Shout out to did I get Robert? Robert says, thanks for all that you do. No more ninja watching. Time to start paying my dues. I appreciate you, brother. And first time. First time in the building. First time, long time. All right, viewer discretionary affairs says BWs are losing, coach. I'm glad they are too. 
yeah, man, I don't want to tap dance on them, but sometimes you got to let bygones be bygones. You know what I mean? Like, sisters, y'all got to get it together, man. I mean, wow. Who who was advising y'all? <laughs> I hate to start talking about this again. Who is advising sisters? Like, who do y'all sit and listen to? Like, listen, I can figure this out on my own. Who do y'all be listening to? Listen, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up with a single black mom. My mama's black. I used to go to their churches. I used to go to her church and I used to listen to black women talking. They'd be wearing a jewelry with all of them. Damn. Remember those women in the church? They wear those rings. I don't know what those called. They're rings around your, on, on your wrist. And they'd be like, cling, 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 cling. They put on all of their cheap ass Robinson May perfume and they put on their hats and they put on and they be putting on their church and uh, Ursher gloves and they be sitting around talking. I used to sit there because my mother wanted to talk with the ladies of the church and they be talking the most stupidest shit I ever heard. Bracelets. Yeah, the bracelets, the bangles. Yeah. They would be saying, and I was like, what, 13? And I'm looking at these people like, I'm, I'm like, oh, the humanity. I'm like, y'all literally can't be talking like this. what? I knew then and there they was gone. And look, and look, most of them, if not all of them, were single mothers. They was gone. And I'm 13. These women are like early 30s, maybe going into their 40s. And I knew then that they was done. I was like, it was a wrap for these women. I was like, these women are gonna be single forever. If you want to know what a red pill was, that was getting red pill like that. I was like, these women are just, what the, what? I knew then that it was a wrap. And of course, I coached in colleges. And I've been around college women and adult women that worked in the college profess, uh, college basketball programs and college athletics. They would be saying the dumbest things. And I'm like, see, here's the difference. This is what the difference is. Now, it could be your truth. However, when you walk outside, it's no longer your truth, right? Mm. I'm just letting y'all know. Like, when you're at home and y'all sitting around eating chips and dips, drinking wine coolers, smoking joints, drinking E&J, tipping off little uh, bottle cap size versions of Hennessy, Whatever it is you guys, ladies are doing, when you got your hair in that hair dryer, when you're curling your hair, when you're pressing your wig, whatever you're doing, or wine, drinking, drinking wine, eating barbecue, it's barbecue in there. Whatever you guys are saying in that room in the moment is your truth. Then you wake up and go outside, and then once you go out there, it's the real world. There's nothing your truth does with the real world. <laughs> okay. Mm. How in the hell do you go out? And y'all be sitting in this room with a yellow light. You know, you got one light, not even no recess lights, not even no track lighting. You got one light. You're in a one bedroom apartment with Captain Crunch Crumbs singing all over the floor. You're in there talking shit and swallowing spit. There's, I mean, that's what you're doing. And then you get up and go outside. <laughs> and then you be like, what are you supposed to do with the smoke alarm? Just chirping, chirping. Chirp, chirp, smoke alarm just yelling at you guys, trying to be like, shut up. Smoke alarm just a chirping. And then they go outside. <laughs> when you are 6% of the American population, I wish I could, listen, I've been dealing with this problem for a long time. Brothers, you walk away from them, they pissed. 
of the American population. And you think the world, you think the damn United, uh, United States is going to revolve around you. Roaches just are crawling. Mousetraps going off. Chap. Bill collectors blowing up your phone. Car getting repossessed. 6% of the American population. You are definitely in, you're, you're in dire straits. You're in the situation where I need some help. Brakes squealing. Oil leaking. Radiator busted. And they be sitting in there. What? I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I'm thoroughly confused. Like, y'all need to be listening. Well, Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. I'm trying to help. I'm not really trying to talk negative. I'm really appalled at some of the stuff that I see. And um, I think I think it does have to do with it. Car battery did. I think what it has to do with is that many times they get comfortable being in comfortable situations, right? So um, sisters, sisters are here. I'm not picking on you, by the way. I'll be talking about flatbacks and y'all be laughing. But what happens is very rarely will a sister leave the community, right? She needs to stay there. She has support there. She has social standing there. She's not going to be denigrated or belittled so she can be in there. And oftentimes these places are in desperate situations. She also has her hairdresser there, her church, her social circles there. With that being said, because she does rarely leave that community, her reality of what the rest of America looks like is stunted. She might think that there's some, you know, peckerwoods or hunkies out here, whatever they be calling them. They were like, no white people out there, but they never live around them. You know what I mean? They never get out and be like, all right, I left black college where there's 90% of us, but now I'm here in the world of America and there's only 6% of me at best. At my job, there's 2% of me. So they stay there and stay in comfort and they think everything else is going to come back to them, which doesn't make sense. Everything leaves you. Nothing comes back. So nothing good stays there. If you're expecting something good to come to you, you got to leave it. There's nothing coming back good there. I don't care how many Dr. Umars you have. Nothing good comes back to them. So they every time they walk outside, every time they walk outside, they see people like them. They see other sisters and they can relate. Oh, sister and sister, sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you live in a small. Hold on for a second. I'm just giving y'all a situation here. I'm going to pull up a map. <laughs> I'm going to pull up a map. Of I'll I'll choose a random state. Uh, this is a good one here. This is a good map. Uh, let's see here. And this is typically this could help a lot of brothers out too because you think it's gonna come back to you, and that's not quite how it works. So let me see here. And this will help you. I mean, listen, if you if you want to rebuke what I'm saying, oh fine with me. All right, so there's there's a map. So look, this is a good one. This is the map of Illinois, right? This is the map of Illinois. We've, we're really sidetracked. This is the map of Illinois. Now, when you think Illinois, what do you think about? Chicago, all right? You say Chicago. Now, in the entire state of Illinois, listen, I've been this. I drove this. I didn't drive it. I rode it. I flew into Chicago, and I went down to Urbana-Champaign which is a four-hour drive through the entire state. You don't touch another state 
when you go from what they would call uh, downstate from upstate. You're in upstate. You go downstate. You can drive four hours and you ain't even left Illinois. And when you drive those four hours, you won't see one ninja once you get past Cicero. You won't see one. You might see one ninja from Cicero to Champagne. And once you get to Champagne, the only ninjas you're going to see is playing basketball or football. Now, let me reverse it again. Let me reverse it now. No, somebody says not one. Not one. <laughs> not a one. From Cicero to Urbana, Champagne. Not a one. Now, let me just, this is reality check for some people. This is reality check. Now, in between all that is a bunch of white folk. <laughs> it's some farm land and cows and snow cows and, and, and all of that. Now, let me show y'all something. I'm going to blow this up. Watch this. <laughs> I'm from Illinois. He's right. Now, watch this. Because when you think of Illinois, you think Chicago. But now watch this. I'm going to blow up the entire state. I'm going to show you where all the black folks are. Right here. You see this right here? You see this little sliver right here? <laughs> you see this right here? Right there. Hold on. Can y'all see my mouse? I can't see my mouse. I can't see my mouse. Hold on for a second. Let me slide this down. You see where they at? They right there where my mouse is. You see? Can y'all see my mouse? Right there is where 95% of black people reside. Right there. In the entire state. The entire state. Let me say this again. The entire state of Illinois. They right here. <laughs> right here where this dot is. <laughs> right here where this dot. Now watch this. I'm going to come back out with the map. People who, okay, who thinks I'm lying right now? Somebody asked me. Now watch this. The entire state right here. This right here, watch my mouse. Other than this St. Louis, that's in Missouri. Watch this. You see where my mouse is going? About 4% of the ninjas live in that area right there. Four. Four <laughs> percent of the entire state of Illinois live in this zone right here. Right here where my mouse. Track my mouse. Track my mouse. You see this? You see this? Now, anybody from Illinois, anybody from Illinois, tell me if I'm wrong if you're from Illinois. And if you're, somebody said maybe less. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. This might be 1%. Now, anybody from Illinois that says I'm wrong, let them know. If you're from Illinois and you say I'm right, let them know. Let them know. East St. Louis is kind of, we're going to go East St. Louis is not, we're going to keep that in Missouri technically, right? But I get what you're saying. I'm right. Add East St. Louis too. So East St. Louis is, I think, on the border, right, of St. Louis. St. Louis touches, essentially touches Illinois. So St. Louis is there. East St. Louis would be a place where uh, you could say would be in Illinois, I guess. It's on the border right there. You guys see it there uh, if you don't see it. Uh, I will show it. And so that's what they're saying. That would be the only thing that would trigger the statistics. Let me get my map. So right here, you see the St. Louis is right here. So East St. Louis pretty much is on the border, Illinois. And then also Gary, Indiana is almost border town of Illinois. It's like a suburban, old suburban Illinois. Now, with that being said, with that being said, 
here's the deal. I'm trying to make a point here. People in that little sliver of Chicago right here, they're in their little world. <laughs> in their little world, in their little world, they think the world revolves around them. They think the world outside of that Chicago is like this right here. And as a matter of fact, it ain't even close. It's not close. And now I'm just using Chicago. I'm just using Chicago and Illinois as an example. That's the rest of America in many, many places. It's the rest of America. I can zoom out of this freaking map and it'll be the same thing in Indiana, same thing in Ohio, same thing in Michigan, other than Detroit. Once you get outside of Detroit, boom. Once you get outside of New York City, other than Rochester, and places in, Sy uh, not Syracuse, there's another place. Um, that, other than that, there's nobody. That, there's, the, the people aren't like you. So what, what typically happens is if you reside in there and that's your world, soon and Buffalo, as soon as you step outside and go, boom, let's go to Springfield, you in a different, you in a twilight zone. Mm. <laughs> you're, you're in the twilight zone. It ain't nothing like we can pull up New York. It ain't nothing like what you believe it is in Chicago Southside. It don't even it don't even resemble it. The issues that you have, nothing exists in that world that is in that world. Now, what typically happens is what typically happens is with with black women, they stay right there in Southside Chicago or fill in the blank. They stay right there in Rochester or Buffalo. Fill in the blank. They stay right there in Atlanta. I can do Georgia and it would be the same thing. It's the same thing. And so what typically happens is comfort zone. Yeah, there's redlining, gerrymandering, but also I know people when given the choice, you can move out there. You can move from Atlanta, Atlanta to coming, go from Atlanta to coming or coming to Atlanta, go to Atlanta to coming, go out there, go live out there. They'd be like, nope, no, I'll stay right here. And bankhead or bunkhead or whatever the hell it's called. They stay right there. And then they wait for everything that <laughs> to revolve around them. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I've been all around this. Uh, perhaps, you know, people say, coach, you have never traveled. It's mind blowing that people will say that I've touched every state. I've been to every big city and I've been in many of the small towns and suburbs in your state. I've been everywhere. Okay. The reality is. A lot of people stay in a comfort zone, but the comfort zone is nowhere near indicative of what happens in the general population of America, right? And thus, this is why this problematic typically for them. It's problematic because once they step back out of their crumb, uh, crumb infested apartment, once they step back out and they go just, they just go 25 miles. <laughs> okay. It don't take a lot. 25 miles. You go 25 miles outside of your city zone. You're in another world. And then you're like, what happened? You're like, well, why isn't this world catering to me anymore? And then guess what? They go right back, scramble to Southside Chicago. I'm telling you, this is my explanation. Trust me, name a city. I've been there. Then I can tell you what the suburban areas look like. I can tell you what the small towns 
that are going to be two hours away look like? I can almost tell you there. I've been there. I've probably driven there and played a basketball team there. That's what happens. This is what happens. And then they just do what? Okay, they stay. They just stay there and hunker down. And then, well, the men need to do this and men need to be and this and that and this and that. You're like, would you take a car ride? Go to Peoria. Go to Racine, Wisconsin. Chicago, between Chicago and Milwaukee lies Racine. Would you just go to Racine? I mean, just drive. And many people won't even drive. They won't leave. They'll be like, no, I'll just stay here. I'm like, why don't you drive and go take a road trip and you go cross the, and the nope. <laughs> so just so I can tell you, this is just my observation of why you get stuck. You get stuck. You get stuck, and then you think everything is like your little area. Trust me, that or is not. And by the way, even I've lived in California. I've lived in California, Southern California. I've lived in three counties in Southern California, and they all were distinctly different. Each three county, I lived in Ventura County, I lived in L.A. County, and Orange County. They were all three different worlds. It was like I entered into a different portal. Now, if you've never left one of those counties, you don't realize it, you might take a trip and set your feet in there. You don't realize it. But they were all three distinctively different. I also lived in New York. I lived in Long Island, though. I didn't live in the city. I would go from Long Island, 56 miles inside of Long Island. I would go in the city. It was a different world. Different world. And so people get stuck in their own world. I wish people will understand. Probably if you look at the demographics of where you currently reside right now and you go 25 miles north, south, east or west, you're going to be in a different world. The shit that works for you there does not work there. Unfortunately, when we were talking about sisters, they tend to hover in the what? In the areas where people are like them. And thus, this is why they get in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> cross them tracks. Yes, sometimes you don't even have to go 25 miles. Go to the other side of the tracks. You're in a whole different world. None of that shit that you say is going to work there is going to work anywhere else. Anyway, hive mentality, is that what we are calling it? Hive mentality, yeah, I think there's comfort. And many times I would say comfort and stupidity, but all of y'all scared to leave where you are from. All right, J.J. Frost haven't dated in three years, free agent lifestyle for life. Let me get on with the show. Anyway, um, let's get to Master P. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> I'm glad we had this talk. Uh, Master P, son Romeo makes up after son threw father under the bus. We'll go through these stories really briefly because I went off on uh, on that one unplanned. But I'm trying to help people understand, you know, maybe I'm not. You don't have to understand in my way either, but travel the interstates, you will know. All right, here it is right here. Masterpiece, son, after Romeo appeared in the honorable mention of the simps, 15, 12 simps of Christmas. Masterpiece says, Happy New Year 2023. It is all about forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, pressing forward toward the goal. Philippians 3 and 13, as a parent, I'm growing, taking self-accountability and educating my family and the next generation. Love takes growth and forgiveness. Seek God first and everything else will fall into place, he says. And he added Romeo Miller. And he says, and to all my kids, we all we got. And this is true, too. I'm glad to see this, um, you know, at this moment. There they are right there. All right. So recently, if you don't remember, Romeo threw his father under the bus for not aligning 
or at least supporting his Romeo sister and Master P, his daughter, rapper Master P, through difficult times that ended up being uh, resulting in the daughter losing her life. And there's conflicting reports where there was an overdose on fentanyl or it was based on depression. Uh, people will say, well, it was the depression that caused her to overdose on fentanyl. Show me the evidence. All right. Show me the evidence. People take recreational drugs to most of the time they start them to feel good and they don't realize it's probably going to make you feel bad. So where's your depression related to what the drug use? You know what I mean? So sometimes you make your own choices. Look, I didn't put the pipe in your mouth. So um, I don't care why you put the pipe in your mouth, but you started there and that's where you ended. And unfortunately, he got the blame and even the son blamed him. And many times he's not the blame, but we love to blame fathers, especially black fathers. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Uh, with that said, it looks like um they made up. They kissed and made up. Romeo was saying that the father stole money, which we don't know the real. We don't know the real deal, but I'm glad to see they made up. Anyway, I had to report on that because, yes, I came down hard to pause on little Romeo. Child support is not a punishment. Unfortunately, in our court system, child support is used as a punishment for breaking up with the baby mother. And, of course, they're going to say, you need to support your kids. Somebody earlier today, your poor kids, they ear, they eating good. They got school paid for. They live in the, one of the most expensive zip codes. They taken care of. All right. They don't have a need. All right. You ask them what they want for Christmas. They don't know. They got they got enough. Kids are taken care of. All right. And they don't live in the hood. They don't live in Chicago, South Side. They live near the beach, like walking distance. <laughs> They'll be good and probably want to be mo moving here. All right. Uh, because, you know, you want to follow a winner. But in this situation here. Um, you got uh, a baby mother. We're going to say baby mother, baby mother um, is recording her child, her son, after her, the father has either been served with child support or put on child support or what happened. So the mother is using this opportunity to, um, without the father being, without the father knowing, record the father. And then the father also is taking this opportunity to throw the mother under the bus and basically abdicate his parentage, abdicate his parentage because the mother has put him on child support. Now, let me see something here. Let me say something here. Child support is not something. That, let me just get it straight here. Child support is a fraud. Child support is somewhat illegal. Child support is a system that incentivizes people to remove kids from uh, um, uh, mothers. Most of the men that are on child support and pay their child support are fathers that want to be a, a part of their kid's child uh, life, kids' life, and thus they um were penalized because of divorce or a bad breakup. You, what you would think child support does is penalize the Pookies and the Ray Rays. What people think child support does is penalize the Pookies and the Ray Rays. In fact, the Pookies and the Ray Rays rarely get penalized on child support. In fact. You will have a woman that has a baby by Pookie and Ray Ray and will not put him on child support, but will marry a guy. That guy will adopt those children and then he will get a divorce or she will divorce him and make that guy pay for Pookie and Ray Ray's kids. Mm. Now, if you really want to know what child support is, it is a demonic system that is available to baby mama terrorists to penalize men for breakups. Nowhere in there. Do men who should be getting penalized by child support situations get penalized? It's mostly men who want to be with their kids. And then you got some split custody or some custody situation here. And the mom runs in there and penalizes the man, period. 
period. I'm going to say closer to 80% of the child support cases are that shit. Pookie and Ray Ray, they're gone. Number one, Pookie and Ray Ray don't worry about their credit report. They don't worry about their passport. They don't worry about their driver's license. They don't worry about losing their job. They don't care about no damn child support. And the reason why they can't put Pookie and Ray Ray on child support is because they ain't got no job. They try to take Pookie and Ray Ray or a ex-drug dealer or a felon or an ex-con to child support court. They won't get nothing because this dude don't make money on paper. He like, what credit score? Anyway, I don't even have a job. But what do they do? They take the guy who has done the right thing, established, supported the kid, the divorce happens, and they take that guy in there and they report on his ass and turn, they, they, they basically drop a dime on that guy in order to penalize him, and then they put his ass on child support. So let's just get this straight. Child support is used as a punishment system for men. Overwhelmingly, in most cases, it's used as a punishment system for men, at best, what you're going to get out of Pookie and Ray Ray is $65.88. So I'm just going to say that right now. Child support is a goofy ass system. It needs to be definitely flushed down the toilet at this particular point. And accountability needs to push over to the women. And I'm not understanding why custody is not going to men if they have the means to support the kids. I once talked to a lawyer. I once talked to a lawyer. Let me tell you something. I talked to a lawyer and I said, how come I can't get more custody if she's acknowledging that she can't support the kids? Do you know what this lawyer told me? I've shared this with you. Do you know what this lawyer told me? I said, listen, I'm available. I have a flexible schedule. I have a better living condition. The kids have their own room. I'm in a better position. Why, why can't the, just the court say, give me more custody? You know what they told me? I'm going to tell you this. It's going to blow your mind if you've never heard this shit. <laughs> the lawyer said, F them kids. The lawyer said, and I quote, you cannot punish the mother for being in a worse financial position. I'll say it again. <laughs> this is the lawyer. Well, you can't punish her just because her living conditions are worse and she's in a worse financial position. I'm sorry. But you can punish the father for being in a better financial position. You can punish the father. You can literally say, nope, let's not have the kids live in a better position. But because you live in better, coogee sweater now, you get to get your check taken from. Not only that, you can punish the kids. You can punish the kids and let them live in lesser of a dwelling. When the father says, I'll volunteer, I'll take them. Now, nah, you can't punish her for having less. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. You, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't make that shit up. Now, here's the deal. He says, you need to clip this segment here. And, and people are saying, well, somebody says, you did that to her. I did that to who? Hey, listen, we're all responsible. We're all equal citizens. We all are capable of doing whatever we need to do. There's equality here. 
Nobody does anything to anything, anybody. Matter of fact, I haven't been with this person for almost a decade now. I don't, like in my situation, I haven't been with her for more than a decade. Wait a minute, what, what year is it? 2023? It's been a decade. The hell I got to do with her financial position? That's her, that's her position. <laughs> what do you mean? Now, in that decade, here's my life. Pew! Here's my life. And her life is still stuck in her tracks. You know what I'm saying? So now, the play is, let me find a way to keep the kids over here with me. And then we punish him. Oh, you did better? And the kids are over here now. Well, guess what? You get a penalty. You get penalized for doing better. And you get penalized by the court potentially saying, and nobody said that. Nobody said that. I'm just using this as a possibility. Oh, okay, yeah. Let them stay there. <laughs> Yo, I'm just letting you know, guys, that is the shit that happens. That is the shit that happens in America. And it's absolutely reprehensible. It's reprehensible that these people, people go, yeah, you know, well, it makes sense. Think about it. Think about it. Let's get to this thing right here. I want you to think about that shit. All right. Now, this also, this also makes a guy say, well, I don't work. I don't have a job. I won't do better. I won't do what's best for my kids. Okay, my kids, I can do better for them, but I'm not going to. All right, so check this out. Let's play this video, and let's look at the toxic. Hey, guys, this is also a, for you guys that want to have children, okay? This is um for you guys that want to have children. This potentially could happen to you. This is also because it happens to most black kids. Let me just tell you this. This is most black kids' reality. Um, but here it is right here. Let's play the video. Why, daddy? Talk to your mama. Talk to your mama. Don't talk to me. Talk to your mama. Say the reason why your mama wanted more money is she told she wanted child support. And she think, I'm going to continue to do for y'all. Nah, that shit dead. Talk to your mama. Don't call me for nothing. Y'all don't even have to call me no more. Okay, so if you guys want a translation, he's saying, hey, your mother put me on child support. You know, you guys have never wanted for anything. I've been providing, but now she put me on the system. So go talk to your mother. Don't talk to me. Now, I'm not advising you to do this, but sometimes you got to wash your hands. And uh, he's washing his hands of the bullshit. He was like, look, I ain't got no time for this shit. Right. You, she chose the system. And as a result, when you when you declare war and you pat people's down pockets down and when you um, when you extort money from them and you make claims and you lie in court. Um, yes. And you penalize me. You penalize me because I won't be with you no more. Yeah. Wash your damn hands. Now, obviously, the father is talking to the kid doing this, and this is not proper. I don't never support anything like this. The child looks under the age of 10, and uh, this is heartbreaking. You don't never want to do something like this. Now, with that being said, the, the mother is recording. The mother's recording this shit. Somebody said he's going to quit his job. It don't matter now. It's too late. She already on the system. He can't quit his job. Now, the mother's recording this. Who do you think she's recording this for? She's recording this for herself or is she recording this for the court of public opinion? Or is the mother recording this to show back to the father or is she recording this to penalize him further in court? Yeah, she's going to take this right to the judge and be in there 
filing the ex party, filing paperwork in cases. She's gonna be in there. Hey, look at what the daddy did to your to their kid. See, see, this is the world we live in. Unfortunately, if you're a black American, this is probably 80% of you guys are dealing with some form of this. If you want to be a little bit liberal, 60 for sure. But this is how the homes are broken up. This is how this thing keeps going back and forth. And people think, how's the community going to change? How are we going to change? How are we going to bring back the community when, did, when this is going on all the time? All the time. So both parents are on the wrong and they're both pieces of shit right now. In my opinion, there's no way I'm defending the father's situation here. Um, this is something that he could have handled on his own without involving the kids. See, when you involve the kid, this is alienation on both sides. It's parental alienation on the mother and the father. They're both trash garbage garbage to me okay so i don't want to hear that the bat dad is a piece of shit the mom is too and she obviously is i mean she's obviously she's using uh she put the situation here gaslit him and um also when the courts are involved mom will do what i call throw rocks hide hands all right lion of migtow lom used to say that throwing their rock throwing rocks and hiding hands Oh, I'm not doing nothing. What do you mean? I'm not doing nothing. You know, it is what it is in the system of the system. I just went down to the court, filled some paperwork out. I don't know what they're doing to you. I don't know they're persecuting you. I don't know they're extorting you. I don't know. But she knows because she probably said, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to put you on child support as a form of punishment. As a form of punishment. She did this intentionally knowing what happens to men. Oh, your driver's license got to spend it. Oh, so what? Well, just pay your child support. Now, most normie simps will do the same thing. Well, if you would have paid your child support, well, that's not simply how it works. It's not as simple as that. Because also when the mother doesn't bring the kid, the kid to the father's house and she says, well, the son doesn't want to see you. Who stands up for the fathers? Well, you didn't pay your child support, so you can't see your kid. Who stands up for them? Who stands up then? Do these same simps go up to the mothers? They're like, come on, man, this is reprehensible. It ain't about the money. It's about having the father. See, what we do is say the father's a piece of trash for not being for not paying his child support. But also when the father wants the kid dropped off on his house on a custodial time and the mother doesn't or makes it difficult for him or he doesn't she doesn't want him to get in the car because dad now has a girlfriend. Nobody says shit. All of a sudden crickets. You see what I'm saying? All of a sudden. Nobody's standing up. Nobody's saying, woman, take that kid to the father. He's just struggling at this moment. It doesn't matter. Let the dad see the kid. Nobody says anything. See, this is what tells you. This is what tells you. It's a corrupt system, and it's used as a form of punishment. All right, so there's the clip there. It's uh, sponsored by, uh, not sponsored, but it was uh, Baller Alert who posted the clip. All right, last one. Sister girl says she is not strong and independent. She says she'll use you as long as you're willing. Unfortunately, here we go again with the sisters. Here we go again with the sisters. Um, sisters be making their own bed, and then they wonder why nobody wants to lie with them. Oh, well, people do want to lie with them. Unfortunately, that's all they want to do with them. Let's go ahead and uh, roll the film. Seem to be very good at doing that, but not good at keeping relationships. Let's hear this for you guys who want to get married, especially in the community. Now, is this all women? No. But it's hard to find out which one are not. Let's play it. Uh, come here, size. Isha L, baby. It's not independent. So if any guys out there wondering or like looking at my videos like she's masculine, no, baby. I'm from the South. I got a little twang in my, in my talk, okay? I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm not independent. I wash my car today by hand, which I used to do every now and then. Let me tell you something, okay? 
for all the men out there think women are just so independent, they want to do stuff and y'all want to, no, baby, it's sink or swim. I'd rather swim than sink, sir. So no, I'm not going to sit here and wait for somebody to come save me. I'm going to swim. I'm going to try to save myself. However, if you throw out a floaty, hell, if you throw your body out, I would turn your ass over, sit on your fucking chest and turn you into a boat. You get what I'm saying? Baby, I will utilize you, honey. All you got to do is extend the fucking help and I'm going to take it. Okay, to the fact that you're going to be like, why the hell did I even ask to help this bitch? Yeah, I'm going to give you a lot to do, sir. You're going to be the man. I'm going to be the lady. I'm going to be quiet. You're going to do everything. Oh. Well, Unfortunately, people that live in places outside of Memphis did not understand what she was talking about. So I'll have to translate for people who live in non-urban communities. Okay. What she said was, and I'll decipher in my best jive, if you will. I'll decipher in my best jive. What she was discussing was the fact that she's fully capable. She says, essentially, I, I t may talk masculine, but it's just I'm from the South, and this is how we talk here. Again, she's in a small area, but she thinks that this small area represents how everybody else thinks. But she said, I'm here in Memphis. We talk like this, so don't be put off with my masculine vibe. I'm a, she basically said, I am a traditional, not a traditional woman. Let me see here. I'm trying to translate it in my head. She essentially said that uh, she's a feminine woman. She's a feminine woman. Now, then she proceeded to talk about, listen, I can wash my own car. I can do my own things. And I think that was what she was talking about. I can wash this. I can do that. I'm a girl from the South. I'm a lady, feminine, but I'm also can handle my own business. So then she proceeded to talk about she's independent. I don't need you. Then she says, but... And this is where the simps need to listen. Then she said, now, if you want to help me, meaning AKA, if you want to pay all the bills, if you want to help me wash the car, if you want to help me change my oil, if you want to do this, essentially, if you throw me a floaty, it's sink or swim. But if you throw me a floaty, I will use it. And she says, hell, I will turn you over and make you a boat. And then I will submit if you're willing to do it, but I don't need you to do it. But hell, if your dumb ass is going to do it, I will make you a boat. That's basically what she said. Essentially saying, look, if you're a simp, I will use you. You're a useful idiot. I will use you. If you're willing to be used, I will use you. But I'm not submitting to you. I'm not going to do what? I'm not going to help. I'm not going to pay no bills. But if you want to pay my bills, pay my bills. But I don't need you to pay my bills. I'll pay my own bills. Bruh. The hell. This is what you guys are dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. And, and I'm glad they have social media now because I used to listen to these conversations at my mother's church. <laughs> when I went to my mother's church, I used to listen to the women sitting around having the same conversation. 40 years later, 30 years later, they all broke, broke down. Not all of them, but 99% of them probably are and still single. Still in their 60s, 70s and 80s. They still gone. Okay. Now they have these conversations right up in front. So here's again, I'll play it again now that you can understand what she's saying. Now you can listen to it. For men that are willing to help women in these communities, the reality is they'll take the help. 
but it's just conditional. She's feminine under conditions. And the conditions are you're dumb enough to help. Essentially, she said, if you're dumb enough to help, I'll take the help. Hell, I'll make you into a boat. Let's go ahead and say that. She didn't say this was about love or nothing. Guys, it's gone. Let's go ahead and put this up here. And she had to go. Sorry, the subtitles of the jive is not here. Let's go ahead and hear. Hold on, come here, size. Isha L, baby. It's not in the. That was her name. She said, como esta? She spoke a little bit of Spanish. Como esta? And then she says, Isha F. Baby. So that's her name. I know. I was a little confused, too. I was like, what video is this? But uh, she just said her name. Kind of like when Snoop says the S in double O-P. The S-O-double-O-P, D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G, you see? You know, black folks need to say their name all the time. You know, C-G-A, C-G-A, C-G-A. <laughs> so she just said her name. I don't know, man. So names are stuff to us. You know, we don't have a lot of things that belong to us, but our name and our name are slave names anyway. So that's why we have nicknames. You know, this is the insight. I'm giving you all a lot of community insight. You know what I mean? We got slave names anyway. So we either going to change our name or give ourselves a nickname. We ain't going by the master's name. We ain't going by a government name around here. We going to call ourselves our own shit. You know? Mm. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, you ain't going to tell me. Okay. What's your government name? All right. Here we go. Isha F, baby. <laughs> All right, this is a definitely uh, off of the Little Wayne Wheezy F, baby. But she, you know, let's play it again. Let's see here. Pendant. So if any guys out there wondering or like looking at my videos, like she's masculine. No, baby, I'm from the South. I got a little twang in my, in my talk, okay? Uh, she got a little bit of twang in her talk. So she started talking about uh, looking at my bill, saying I'm independent. And she's basically saying she takes care of herself and she pays her own bills uh, for some reason. I don't know what it is about women paying bills. Or having bills. That's a big deal in their world. You know what I mean? But let me just say this. Let me just say this. Having bills is normal. It's normal. It's like the things that you receive as an adult. But for some reason, they got to keep bringing this shit up. I got bills. I got bills and I pay my bills. Congratulations. You're adulting. And not only that, you're doing the bare ass minimum. People who are not doing what you're doing, you're underachieving. But I'm supposed to give you a reward for paying your bills. I got bills. I got bills. Okay. Congratulations. Do you realize I got bills? Everybody got bills. You're an adult. Stop complaining or actually patting yourself on the back for the bare minimum. Ay, ay, ay. I don't never hear white folks, white women talking about they got bills. <laughs> do white women talk about they have bills i have almost yet to see other than mud sharks because mud sharks be aligning with ku klux keisha um do you ever hear be like once white women be like i have bills you know what they have bills you know what they do they either go to work or they have a sugar daddy you know what i mean they go suck their bills off they bills always seem to get paid for and you're looking at her like, let me see, you're a Starbucks barista. You're in college. You got a full course load of 16 hours. You strip at night, but nobody knows this. You're an Instagram ins influencer. How do your bills get paid? Daddy. <laughs> She'd be like, him, daddy. well, daddy pays my bills. And then she has a sugar daddy, too. Him, daddy. And you'll never know. They never be sitting around. I have bills. They be going. I have bills. 
Two hours later, no more bills. <laughs> two hours later, their bills have disappeared. Their bills have been taken care of. And they come out, wiping the corner of their mouth. They're like, listen, girls got to do what a girl's got to do. But sisters, I got bills. <laughs> Are you going to pay my bills? Come on, man. Anyway, let's get to this. And this is a general thing. Yes, I've heard women complain about bills, but sometimes they bills. And the more conservative that woman is, seems like the bills be not existent. Why don't the more conservative they are, they bills be somehow taken care of. But when you soon as you get to the moderate, progressive, then liberal side, them bills be piling up. Has anybody noticed? <laughs> Has anybody noticed this? The more liberal you are, the more broke you are. The more liberal you are, the more student loan debt you have. The more liberal you are, the more the more progressive you are, the more bills you seem to not be able to pay per month. <laughs> the more you march and try to get Biden to cut off this and shut off that and rental moratorium this and then what that, all right, child support this and paying the bills that. The more progressive, the more you go from center to right, to left, center to left, the broker you get. I don't know what's going on here. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Anybody notice that? Or is it just me? Maybe it's just me. Stop bringing political. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, woke is broke. Let's hear it again. Here we go. I am a lady. <laughs> I'm not independent. I wash my car today by hand, which I use to every now and then. Let me tell you something. Okay. Now, the reason she made this video, she feels good about herself for washing her car by her hand. Now she feels like she's accomplished something. So she comes on here to brag. This is essentially what happened. So she, listen, I do the same thing. When I do something like that, I brag. So she's just bragging. She washed her car by her hand for the first time. She washed that Nissan Altima all the way. She put the armor all on the tires and on the dashboard. Now she feels accomplished. Let's continue. For all the men out there think women are just so independent, they want to do stuff and y'all want to. No, baby. It's sink or swim. I'd rather swim than sink, sir. Uh, just to correct, I mean, not correct her, just to explain what she's saying here. She's saying, well, why do women have to wash their cars? You can get a man to do that. Well, she's like, I don't need you to do that. It's sink or swim. I can wash my own car. This is what she's saying. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and wait for somebody to come save me. There you go. So I'm not going to sit here and wait for a man to come wash my car. I can do it myself now. I'm going to swim. I'm going to try to save myself. However, if you throw out a floaty. Hey so she went into a metaphor just mid stroke. You know what I mean? So it's just mid stroke. We're just going to go ahead and just create this shit because now it just sounds good. So she's saying I was washing my car. I washed it. You asked why I'm washing it. It's sink or swim. And then she went off on her. She went off on her <laughs> journey. Let's go ahead and throw the floaty in there and make you a boat. So she this is what happened. Uh, she she you know when I actually sold this uh, a woman a woman once told me sorry I'm stumbling a woman once told me women don't pre-think what they're gonna say when they talk most of the time they let the emotions or the the environment lead them most of the time a guy's sitting there deliberating maybe I'll say that what's the effects of me saying that if I say this this could occur women typically just say clink live all right let's go with it. <laughs> And then they start going, they start talking, and then they go way out here. Now they're on the boat. 
So she washed the car. She feels accomplished. Now she's saying, why, why do men say, why are you washing your car? Well, I don't need a man. But if you want to wash my car, throw a floaty. Let's continue. If you throw your body out, I would turn your ass over, sit on your fucking chest and turn you into a boat. Yeah. So then you see the lack of respect there. Now she's going to turn you over, sit on your chest and make your boat. And now she feels good about herself. Like, like, yes, I didn't need you to wash the car. But now if you want to wash my car, I will watch you wash my car. Essentially what she's saying. You get what I'm saying? Baby, I will utilize you, honey. I will utilize you, meaning I will use you. If you come offer me help, I'll let you help me. But don't think you're getting anything back. Okay. That was your choice to help me. You volunteered. All you got to do is extend the fucking help. Yeah, man, boy, this woman now she's in the masculine now and she's impressing herself. So now she starts to curse. And um, yeah, she's really impressed with herself. And I'm going to take it. OK, to the fact that you're going to be like, why the hell did I even ask to help this bitch? Yeah, I'm going to give you a lot to do, sir. So there it is right there. She even knows that she's uh, that you will come to the realization that you're being used. So be the stepdaddy to my kids. Help me pay off my college debt. Help me do this. Be OK. Listen, they'll say, OK, I'll take I'll let you help me. But not only that, I'm going to treat you like a piece of garbage when you help me. I'll utilize you. I'll use you. Yeah, I'll exploit you. But I don't care about you. You're going to be the man. I'm going to be the lady. I'm yeah, I'll be the lady. So conditional submitting, but even it's not even a real submitting. It is submitting just saying, hey, if you're willing to be this step dummy, right? Wait a minute. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. So anyway. Be quiet. I'll be quiet. Everything. Huh? Yeah, look, like now. <laughs> yes, I got you. I figured you out. I got you. And this is what happens, unfortunately, with a lot of sisters. They get into the usury of men. And then when they exploit, they embarrass. I'll say it again. They get into the usury of men. And then when they get over on the guy, they laugh, they ha-ha and kiki, they high-five each other. Then they exploit you, exploit you on social media. And then they wonder why you have an adverse reaction to them. So now that they've been, you've been embarrassed, and then you say, well, I'll just go get my passport. You know what I mean? And they wonder then why you brothers going to get your passport? Oh, you just going to use the women up like you would try to use me, but I didn't let you. So this is the whole thing, man. I listen, I don't feel any very comfortable for black relationships. Unfortunately, it's just sad. I hate to say this because I'm not trying to be hateful, but this is what you're getting. And of course, there's bullshit on the other side. But these are the people here. Oh, you go. Oh, by the way, you go, sis, was all featured up in this comment section. All right. Let me just give you an example here. Uh, this is a girl here. I'm assuming I was just talking about this like two days ago. I really is. I really move like a man when I'm single. But let there be a man in my life. I go from carrying three cases of water on the top of my head to only carrying the eggs real quick. I'm only independent because I ain't got nobody to depend. Here's another one. Say that for the wait. Say that for those in the back. We gonna float. Um, here's a person here because people, I'm sure, in the lower parts of the comments are um, you know, going in on her. And this is what this sister said. People aren't really listening to what she said. It took wait, I took it as she has to survive and do what she has to do when she's single and on her own, she can't just be defeated. 
when she is offered, I believe, help, it means to say, or maybe have a partner. She doesn't have a problem accepting the help, support, and she doesn't act like she doesn't need the help. I mean, guys, they listen. They listen. They hear. They hear what they want to hear out of shit. Right, another sister said, rather sink than swim. I don't wait around for no one to get something done for me. If I can do it myself, baby, one thing about me, I'm going to do it. Why is this so hard to understand? Listen, let me let me tell you something. That was the first part of the video. That was the first part of the video. The second part of the video said, I'm going to utilize you, sit on your chest, and use you as a boat. And if you want to do it, I'll use you. I'll utilize you. When did we miss that? Ku Klux Kishan them. Did they miss that part of it? So they're trying to make it seem like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't need it. I don't need something. Um, <laughs> I don't need something. But if you're going to be there, be there. This is why relationships don't work. Okay. Um, here's another one. Say a lot for the ones in the back. All right. So let me tell you something, man. Facts swimming till the body. I mean, the boat arrives. Okay. So guys, listen, I tell you, I sit in these places with women and I go, they don't have no chance out here. No chance. And good luck doing it by yourself. Good luck doing the bare minimum. And trust me, they'll live with the bare minimum all day long. They'll sit up there all day long talking about, I got a Nissan Altima. I got my house. I got my apartment. I got, and they'll be listening to doing the bare minimum and claiming they're making it. All right. And then still claim, still going to Joe Biden. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things. Talking about reparations and student loan and, and rent moratorium. In the same damn breath, they're making it. They're doing it. But then they're over here talking about Biden. And, and they need to push them student loans through. I ain't paying them anyway. Wait, how are you making it, but you ain't paying your student loan debts off? There's, how are you making it in on 12 months rental moratorium and asking him to extend it? Your rent's due, motherfucker. How are you making it and your credit is just utilization scores are at 90%? How are you making it? I'm independent. I'm making it. No, you're not making it. <laughs> you're not making it. Deshaun Rose says, for the show and the knowledge coach, keep teaching. They don't want to hear this. Nest Egg Vault says, first slow Tuesday. Dita gang, we back. Or Dita gang in here. Okay. How are you making it you're still dependent on a boss? How are you making it in your kids or in daycare all day? How are you making it in your kids or in daycare all day? How are you making it and you're on child support? <laughs> They're slowly drowning. You're not making it. You're not swimming. You're sinking. Okay? that That's just what it is. Shout out to, can I say your name? I'll say no government name. Coach, back to how you were talking about people think their city is the world. I used to live in Baltimore. He says, it would always shock me the number of people I met that had never visited D.C., which is 45 minutes away. And trust me, I used to tell people this. Uh, the Southern California, you could be 20 miles from the beach living in, I believe, Watts, South Central LA. And these places are 20 miles from the beach, roughly 20 miles. And there will be people that never been to the beach. And now this probably has changed a little bit 
since the time where I lived in Los Angeles County. But it was not under, it was not out of the realm of possibility where people will live 20 miles from the beach and never have been or have been once or twice. And you're like, but yeah, there are people in Baltimore never been to D.C. It was like a field trip. Some people took it. The only time they've been to the beach is when their, their summer camp, their summer daycare went to the beach. And they went to the beach with uh, jeans, Michael Jordan shoes, khakis, and a pressed white T-shirt. They went to the beach. And they went with big starter jackets on and bandanas and, and beanies. They went to the beach with beanies, hella clothes on. And you're like, you realize there's sand out there. Sand's going to get all on your Jordans. <laughs> Sand's going to get on your Jordans. No hoes are going to think you're cool with your big puffy jacket on and your long-ass T-shirt. Nobody's going to care. Timberland boots and shit. Hey, if you live if you live in Long Island and you're a brother, have you been to North Shore or South Shore? Have you been to the North Shore beaches where it's all rocks and South Shore where it's sand? I bet you you haven't. So I'm telling you, bro, I've seen this happen. And I will tell you, if you live in a metropolitan area, that is just the big city where they congregate all the people. You haven't been nowhere. It's sad, brother. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says ninjas saying East St. Louis and Gary like those are densely populated area. He says you could throw a football between them damn towns. <laughs> oh no. I know. I don't I, I I love this shit on people's town. And it's just fun. I don't mean no harm. But Gary, Indiana, guys, they lose they lose considerable amounts of population. They lose population overnight. And they gain no other new citizens. I mean like the the discrepancy in how much population they've lost versus how many people have moved in. They've lost 168% of their population, like, a yearly. These aren't big places. So um, look it up yourself. These places don't bring people in. They People leave, and not many people are replaced. Joe Jackson holding it down. Okay, Um. anyway. Loud pockets, I'm not going to lie. He says, yo, coachy, that Chola-looking chick gave up the cheeks. He says she landed, she looked hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she was a little kitty cat and enjoyed being manhandled. I straight up defiled that. And he says, I'm going to need a crowbar to get her off of me. Yeah, the Chola chicks be acting like they we hard, but they just women. They women once they lie on their back. Purr. All right. What do you mean here? Let me see here. All right. We got everybody over there. Let me check out the PayPal. Then we'll get to the Super Chats. But the Chola chick will stab you. So I don't know if you want to. Then you got to go outside and she got all that eyeliner pencil on her face. Hold up for a second. Mm, we got some brother here. Is this a brother? KG is in the building. He says, or she says, happy new year, coach. Just an update. I gave my friend who was single, the free agent lifestyle book. He was grateful. He just bought a brand new 2023 Toyota Camry. He stated, He'd rather spend his money on payments with a new ride than spend it on the female on Tinder who just uses him for his resources. Shout out from KG. Ladies believe that, um, you know, they're sitting there going, men aren't being used for their resources. Men believe they're, 
being used for their resources. SAU says, good afternoon, coach. He says, my gift for New Year is I'm getting, wait, I'm getting child support again despite paying for everything and more. And my own family is helping the mother. You can't make this shit up. Debbie, daddy for life. Yikes. When fathers pay more in child support or in supporting their kid and the mother ignores it, and the mother ignores it, that got to be one of the most piece of shit acts that a person can do. And has any men been in that situation? They will go up to the courts and say, this dude ain't paid shit. Meanwhile, you pay for uniforms, you pay for this and that, you pay for, I mean, guys, there's stuff you pay for and because... Men typically pay for it because people say, well, you got to take care of your kid. You just pay it. You just pay it because you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear the other person's mouth. You don't want to hear the person's mouth. So you just pay it. They will go in there and act like you didn't pay none of that shit. You didn't do shit. <laughs> you didn't do nothing. Matter of fact, they will say if they do say it, they say, well, the fact that you could pay means you have more ability to pay me more child support. This, does anybody know that this happens all the time? Nobody knows this. And by the time you explain this to the court, they ain't even got time to explain this. Well, Your Honor, let me tell you something. Mr. Adams, be quiet. Well, I'm trying to tell you that. How come she's saying I owe her half of this, but I paid that? I paid all of that over there. She's going to say, I didn't ask him to pay for that. I didn't ask him to pay for that. Or if it comes down to it, I didn't agree. I didn't agree to pay for that. He paid for that and I didn't agree. I'm telling you guys, this is the stuff that happens. Who's okay. Listen, who thinks I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? I'll let you come up. Who thinks I'm lying? This is the stuff that happens in child support court. I didn't agree to pay for that. If he wanted to give the kids tutoring, I didn't agree to pay for tutoring. I never took the kids to tutoring. So that means when my time, I never took them to tutoring. He wanted to pay for that. I didn't agree. And then all of that shit you had on your spreadsheet just washed away. Now they know you have the ability to pay. Oh, well, what are you going to do with that extra money now that we wash that shit away? Now the kids ain't going to get no tutoring. We'll just push that part of money over to the mother's side. And you're going. So now your kids get no tutoring. They get daycare. They get less time with the father. And then the extra money you were paying is now, boom, now it's money to the mother. Who thinks I'm lying? I'll bring your ass up here. Who think I'm lying? <laughs> okay. People have been through this. If you think I'm lying, I'll bring you up and I don't want no no trolling either. This shit happens every day, all day in four and five courtrooms every city. 8 to 20 cases per city, per courtroom. So we're talking about 100 hundreds of courtrooms. This goes on all the time. And then all people sit around going, nah, this ain't true. Just give the mother the money. Just give the money the month. Just give the mother the money. And you're sitting there like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? 
What are we doing? If you think I'm lying, challenge me. <laughs> this is the world we live in. So, um, yeah, you buy a car, going to, go, going to get more modification. You do better in your life, modification. And if they can't get the modification, they'll get more custody. They'll just take custody of the kid. They'll stop bringing them to your house. Then when you say, well, the hell with it, they say you left. <laughs> You're like, look, I ain't going to deal with this. Look, if you want to go on over there, I ain't going to deal with it. You leave. Oh, he left us here. He abandoned us. I'm sorry, I did what? You stop bringing the kid over here. Now, let me tell you this. If you went in the court and you said, well, the mom stopped bringing the kid over to me. The mom stopped bringing the kid over to me. I came here to fight. They'll be serving you with custody paper. They'll be serving you with child support now that the kid's staying at the mother's house. They'll be serving you. And you'll be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute for a second. Slow down for a second. I need the mother punished for alienating the kid. <laughs> I need the mother punished for taking the kid away from me. Is there anything that we can do today? Nope. We're not going to hear that today. Did you file the proper paper paperwork to discuss that? Looks like you haven't filed the proper paperwork. Let's go ahead and proceed with the modification. Give me all of your shit. And you're like, wait a minute. Hold up for a second. What do you mean? I didn't file the proper paperwork. Looks like you didn't file the proper response. You had 30, you had 30 days. It didn't work. So guess what? We'll go ahead and modify it. Do you have any objections? It says they're here. You're claiming you pay for all this shit. Where are you getting the money from? Well. Says here you only make $3,000 a month. But now you're saying you pay for tutoring. How are you paying for tutoring? Now, my mother pays for tutoring. Well, it seems like your mother's now giving you the gift. Why are you claiming that you pay for half the tutoring or most of the tutoring? Huh? You're saying you're paying for it, but now you're saying your mother's paying for it. Are you trying to hide funds from us? Where's all your paperwork? Looks like you failed to bring this paperwork in. Who thinks I'm lying? Who thinks I'm lying? <laughs> if anybody thinks I'm lying, put it in there. He says I sell my plasma for he says I sell my plasma for honor. Somebody says, how much is the mother making? In many places, it's irrelevant. In many places, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And then if it does matter, obviously, she's in there knowing you don't, she makes more, you make more than her. And even if, somebody said, I'm getting angry by this muscles. And even if, and even if she makes more money than you, if she has more custody than you, you still owe her. I'm going to say it again. Even if, even if you, she makes more money than you, if she has more custody than you, you could pay. Who thinks I'm lying? Where's the lead attorney? Where's the lead attorney? Where are they at? If she makes more money than you, but she has more custody than you, you're paying. Huh? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, do you guys want me to, you know, make this a little more happier for you? To, <laughs> you guys want me to make this happier for you just so you can figure out what's going on? 
Yeah. Who didn't know that? He says, you are right in that, even in Ontario, Canada. So custody is the real win. The custody is a real win. The custody of the child is the real, if I have more custody, I win. And they'll drum up any old reason as to why I have more custody. And you'll go in there, I want to see my kid. And they'll be like, well, how about all that? Sounds like you want to see your kid just to avoid paying child support. We're not going to have that in here. And uh, what's happening is, is it's the Title IV D system. Everybody gets paid on the back end. But a lot of people are going into trying to get this resolved because um, the courts are being hampered significantly by women using kids against fathers only for a financial gain. And the court can't handle all these damn people. Somebody says, um, how do we lobby politicians? How do we lobby politicians? This is the big takeaway. For a change in the law, this is crazy. This is the problem. This is why I told you to be a free agent. This is why I tell you what I tell you. There's no lobby. Men don't have a lobby. We don't even have a lobby in this space. Dudes are going at each other's neck. So even men who claim to be helping men can't even stand tall to help men. Not only that, if you try to be going in on lobbying and helping for men's issues, you're a misogynist. This is misogyny, and we've learned this from the MRAs. The MRAs told us, uh, so this is why people want to know. If you're new in the red pill, I'm I'm really giving y'all a lesson today. I'll get to these super chats here. I'm giving y'all a lesson. People want to know because you're new. You came in here via Kevin Samuels or Andrew Tate. Congratulations. I'm glad you guys are here. Now you're in here with a real one. Okay, I'm the only <laughs> sole survival. Here's the thing. Men have abdicated, advocated for changing laws all around the 1990s and the 2000s. Okay, around 1990 and 2000s, while dudes were doing pickup artistry and the mystery method and dudes were telling you to pick up hoes, there was a group of men that were in here lobbying. Most of the time, they were victimized by the family court. Men don't seem to wake up until they're victimized. Okay, so that's your problem. That's part of the men's problem. And then once this happened, they got victimized. They went to the courts and they called themselves men's right activists. Unfortunately, some people, even the Southern Law Poverty Institute and all of them, they classify men's right activists as terrorist groups, as hate groups. So they went in there, the MRAs, let me see here, the MRAs went to fight to lobby to change laws and only to be called hate groups. <laughs> right? Let me show you uh, evidence of this. Let me show you evidence just so you can see it. Okay, so guys went in there to the lobby to change the laws. These men's right groups are now listed as hate groups. So in order to get you, they said, if you lobby and look at who they put up here, they put skinheads up. They put skinheads. Every year, the Southern Poverty Law Center compiles a list of hate groups in the U.S. that vilifies others because of race, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but now a voice for men, return of kings, hate group. Now, this is in 2018. Prior to that, around the 90s and the 2000s, what happened was there were guys that wanted to change the laws. They tried to go about it the right way. Many of these guys were married their second marriage. Okay, so they're in their second marriage, and many women started to join into the fight. Those women were married to men who were what they called victimized by the law system. So the law system's vi victimizing these men, and the women who were the second wives 
So the women who supported the MRAs or the men's rights groups, they were the second wives of the man. Why were they supporting those men? Why were women going, hey, we need to change the laws? I'll give you a few seconds to think about this. Okay, this is before MGTOW. This is before people wrote any books. This is before your godfathers and all of your people and your king of kings and your top Gs. This was before that. This is the stuff you don't know. Why did the second wives, why did the women support the MRAs? Okay, so this was the early pearly things, the earliest pearly things in the red pill. The women were getting less money. So they married a guy they loved. This guy was in his second marriage, but then the second wife was finding out how much money the first wife was getting. The first wife was taking the resources. Not only that, the resources that the second wife was making because it was considered, um, it was considered household income, the second wife's income was being used to get child support modifications. So not only did they get a modification from the first husband, then the, then, then the, the husband married another woman, and then her income was used to calculate child support. So then the second wife was like, hold up. Hold up. How in the hell am I getting my money in there? That has nothing to do with me, number one. Number two, she's keeping the custody of the kid. Number three, why is my husband's money getting taken? This is a history lesson that most people will not understand because you don't know about the red pill. You think red pill is Kevin Samuels. No, it ain't. You think red pill is dating coaches. No, it ain't. Now, they're a part of it. Everybody's a part of it. But this is the real. This is how we got here. And so the new people wondering why. Why don't we just lobby? What? We've tried that. Men have tried that. Now, now that these men and women got labeled as misogynists, these were the earliest people who got labeled as misogynists. They weren't even saying anything close to what Andrew Tate was saying. They were just saying, we're treating unfair in the courts. Hate group. Now, since these men, these men are now in their 60s and 70s, these men didn't hate women. They didn't hate dating. They did not hate marriage. They just hated. They just hated the fact that they were being used by the courts. So these men loved their wives. They never wanted to get divorced, divorced twice. Many of them end up getting divorced twice. And so then they started saying, well, since they're calling us evil names, we'll shut up. So they shut up. Now, how did we get from there? Then the dating coaches started taking over. Okay. Those men, MRA shut up. They didn't want to be labeled as a hate group. They just went back and got screwed. Then, then the dating coaches came into prominence. Then you start seeing this and spinning plates and mystery method. Then you see all this shit, dating videos, guys uh, paying women to kiss them in seminars. And you know what I mean? You started seeing the foolishness. And then the grifting came, right? People started making the bag off of virgins and incels. Essentially, around the same time, towards the tail end of that, towards the tail end of that, there was a group that came into prominence as well. And it is called MGTOW. The early probably MGTOWs were 2006, maybe slightly earlier. So you had the PUAs converging with this merging group of other people. You have MRAs dying, PUAs rising, MGTOW coming underneath. Where did they come from? Where did the MGTOWs come from? 
Well, they weren't the MRAs. Some of them were. They weren't the pickup artists, but many of them were former people who used the pickup artistry thing and it fell flat on their back, on its face. So those guys, those guys tried to find their place. It was a struggle. So we're in the struggle of dating. So then they're going, what do we do? Then they listen to all these guys say, this is how you get laid. They tried it. They tried it. And then those guys fell flat on their face. And so then they start saying the game is rigged. The game is rigged. And these guys are snake oil salesmen. All right, what they're saying doesn't work. And the game is rigged. So then you had this new group of men going, wow, this is crazy. And so you had a mix of these groups of people. Then you had people going back and forth between these things. Okay, MGTOW rises from early 2010s all the way to mid, uh, 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 sorry, early mid 2000s, all the way to the 2015 and 16 at the height. So now you had the biggest group, the redheaded stepchild, the people you couldn't avoid of guys going to the extreme, if you will. They're going to extreme with this. They're going, hey, the game is rigged. Don't play. You can't lose if you don't play. Don't get married. Don't cohabitate. You have that group. Then the PUAs are calling those guys incels. Then you have real incels. Then you have what you call in now the next phase, post-ad apocalypse. Post-ad apocalypse. Now guys are coming in and they're starting to make money. So MGTOWs kind of switching lanes. That's where kind of where I went. Free agent lifestyle. Boom. I'm kind of hiding under there. Boom. Okay. PUAs dying a slow death. PUAs converting into MGTOWs and or this middle lane. Now there's this middle group. All right. There's this middle group. Not so MGTOW, not so much PUA. Now you're in the middle. All right. Now you got the middle down. So essentially now you have the watered down version of both of those things. You have the watered down PUA, watered down MGTOW. And so now you have the middle road. Now, unfortunately, check this out. MGTOW is essentially labeled as a hate group. Now PUAs, essentially they're getting what? They're trying to stay alive and um, in a situation where dating is just disastrous. It doesn't take a genius to figure it out, but they're trying to keep men on this constant cycle of don't give up, don't give up, don't quit, don't quit. Boy, it's almost doomed. And so they're dying a slow death. And then you have this middle group of people who are now the new people. The new people are what you would classify just middle of the road, manosphere. Middle of the road, RP. And it's somewhat purple pill. That's all this is. You have a got a lot of hope strategists in here. And that came about right at 2019, 2020, 2021. So what you're getting, and this is just a quick lesson, but what you're getting, yeah, somebody said it, purple pill. So now you've just got purple pill going on. You got people that are kind of going back and forth. All right, back and forth. They're muddling the line. All right, of PUA, MGTOW. They're kind of just hodgepodged everything together. Kevin Samuels is an, an example of the hodgepodge message. And I'm not being critical of him, but Kevin Samuels was around during MGTOW. As a matter of fact, some of his earliest videos, if MGTOWs were in there, he would annihilate them. He would speak against them heavily. He was like, no, no MGTOW, right? That's where it was. So he found a middle ground in which he can mix messages of Red Pill, PUA, and MGTOW. He's been around long enough, and that's what he did. He mixed the message. He took a little bit of everything and then made it, hey, this is the reality about women, but you guys can marry each other. 
right? So he actually was able to monetize that. And then at the same time, he monetized that in roles. Um, and uh, he also was actually excellent at debating women real time. He was the one, he was the best. He was the best. He debated them real time and was able to call them out mostly with MGTOW talking points. And Black Manosphere is in there as well. They're in there at the rise of MGTOW. So there's almost a simultaneous rise of Black Manosphere. Black Manosphere essentially is MGTOW without the W. I mean, that's basically what it is. So Black Manosphere took, took because it's not PUA. They took MGTOW and they, they just took out the going your own way. They basically said, we're going to talk mess about black women only, but we're not going to leave them. Then SYSBM was an extension of black men, MGTOWs. <laughs> That's basically what happened. It was black men that identified with, hey, go your own way, but we're going to do it for brothers only. So that's what SYSBM is. All right. So you have these things that are fracturing, fracturing off. But this is why for me, for me, and it more too, it more, it more is a, is a rendition of that black manosphere SYSBM as well. There's a whole bunch of kind of mix of that. And Kevin Samuels comes from all of that. He had great knowledge of all of these spaces, PUA, it more SYSBM, MGTOW. Okay. So there's just splinter groups. Now here's the deal. You guys want to know what happened. This is why today people are getting monetized and they're getting hundreds of thousands of followers because none of these people that got any of a following today would have got any of these followers five years ago. None of them. None. Nobody would have got it because you were being severely hampered just talking about it. Nobody's blowing up. Nobody's getting millions of followers. Nobody getting millions of views, nothing. So, um, Somebody says, that's what I'm doing. I came into a loop. I already told you what my loop is. I came in MGTLW, and then I essentially said, survival-wise, I, I said, it's the free agent lifestyle. Okay. So I created another splinter group and going, uh, taking, taking the message, saying what MGTLW principles were, tweaking it in a way that was comfortable for me, palpable for others and then boom it's in the middle but it's not pua there's no pua in my stuff none so you got to distinguish what is a pua right so this is the after pill yeah this is the after pill all right you got here you got out of the red pill rage you got out of the rage you got out of the hate you found yourself you grounded yourself you refocused yourself free agent lifestyle and as a matter of fact that's how you get there free agent So a lot of people weren't willing to say, I ain't, no, I got, I'm going to still deal with women. Some men were saying, I'm walking away. I'm in the middle. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. And that's just the evolution of it. Um, but uh, guys that are doing PUA shtick, those guys are struggling, right? They're struggling because they're trying to find a way in the way that in the last 20 years, the dating marketplace has imploded. And they're trying to say, look, the bar scene has imploded for many, many people. The bar scene 20 years ago 
when PUAs were somewhat magical and you were going, wow, that works. And the bar scene today are two different things. And just like pimps, PUAs turn into religious leaders after a while. Okay. So their last Hail Mary is they're going to be a religious leader. All right. After they're done piping down all the girls in San Diego, after they're piping down, they end up getting married or they become a religious cult leader. I've seen it all, brother. Somebody said Rouge B has left the chat. I've seen, brothers, I've been here for a long time. People think I don't know what's going on. I know what the difference between a red pill guy and a PUA is. And some people are just claiming, oh, I'm red pill and I'm the master. I'm on the Mount Rushmore. Really, you're not. You are a converted PUA. And now you do. There's also a group of guys that do this social science dynamic. They do the research and they they study every chart and they read all of this stuff. That's that's a transition from PUA to now the social scientist red pill. <laughs> you're now you're a social scientist. Okay, so now you're a social scientist. Fine, fine with me. But you were a PUA not too long ago, and now that that's dead. Now you have to figure out a new zone. Same thing as what you would say. Okay, coach, you went from MGTOW over to free, free agent. What happened there? Well, MGTOW was then listed as a what? <laughs> I'm not going to be a part of no hate group. So I'm going to do what's best for me to not be, hey, I'm not going to be associated, but we see what's happening there. Big John got torty, totally torpedoed. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, if you want to know more, I'm not talking about anybody. Somebody brought it up. <laughs> but if you want to know what uh, somebody people say is what's um, what's a pickup, what's a PUA? It is a pickup artist. It is something that has been around for more than 20 years, if not more. And, and to be honest with you, pickup artistry took from pimping rap music and somewhat Chad lifestyle and they marketed it. So if you really want to know what a PUA is, a pickup artist, they took everything from early 80s rap music, 70s pimping and books and Chad Bar lifestyle, and they converted into a monetizable, sellable um, um, commodity in which they tell you how to do X, Y, and Z. They figure everything out. This is what a cold approach is, and this is what you do here. And they figure out the percentages. If you take 100 approaches and you do this, that's what a PUA is. And there's nothing wrong with it, but that's what they did. They basically just took everything from rap and pimping, and then they did a little bit of dating coaching, and then they just combined it into their own philosophy, and they sold books. <laughs> so that's that's essentially it's just a science of um. And, and listen, some of the terminology comes directly from pimping. Some of the terminology comes directly from street pimping. I'll give you the first truth here. Game. Game. And when a person in this verse says game, where does that come from? If a person in 2021, 2022, 2023 says you got to have game, where in the hell would you get that from? <laughs> that is essentially straight out of 70s, 80s pimping into 80s, 90s rap into PUA. That's basically where that is. That's where that comes from. And they just were able to take Iceberg Slim and jungle all these books, 
you know, uh, the earliest ones, you have Steve the Dean, shout out to him, very good friend of mine. But these people talked about it, and then, then you had a group of people then monetize it, monopolize it, and then convert it into a sellable commodity. And then they have white dudes running around here. I, you got to have game. What the hell are you talking about? And then they'll accuse me of not having game. And I'm like, bruh, are you joking? <laughs> you know what I mean? We grew up in a time where you needed game. And then some cow, some some goofy um, geek, some geek is on the other side of the board talking to me about game. I find that reprehensible. I find it absolutely disturbing and disgusting. And they'll tell their whole audience, well, he he's a free agent because he don't have game. I, I, I find it deplorable because what they're saying is I haven't seen anything in my life. I just arrived at 20, 2015 and was like, I don't know how to deal with women. Like what? So when I see geeks then trying to talk, talk to me about what game is, and I know they was a lame and a geek, and they definitely couldn't hang around a group of people that I grew up with. You definitely could not. I don't care if they were suburban brothers or not or interceded brothers. You could not do it. You couldn't even kick it with my crew. I'm telling you. And my crew was not thugs. You couldn't even get in. Most of these dudes be over here lying. We wouldn't have let you kick it. Not nah, look, man, look. You would have been the dude looking like informer. You would have looked like snow. And we would have saw you coming in like, bruh, nah, <laughs> you couldn't kick it with us. But they geeking over here and they dress up in all these little uh, crazy ass, uh, they look like WWE action figures. And then they're running around here convincing you that I don't know what I'm talking about and that they know everything because they dabbled in a couple of books. It's actually, it's reprehensible to me. It's mind boggling. It boggles my mind. That I'm looking at this and I'm like, boy, these YouTube geeks surely be behind themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going, what is going on here? Like, you can't even walk outside like that, bro. Can't even walk outside like that. You can't walk around where I'm from and kick it with me dressed like that. <laughs> so what I'm showing you is this is why, of course, elder people in this space are appalled by people like. And I'll say it pearly. People like people, even Kevin Samuels, people were appalled at because they saw what happened the last 5, 10, 15 years. And they saw where it was now now. And they're like, this is ridiculous, right? They throw their hands up. Because what you're getting, what you're getting is not ripple. I'm sorry. You're not. You're getting purple pill. And I'm not afraid to say it. And of course, I deliver various versions of that as well. And even the PUAs as well. I've certainly seen full-on PUAs turn into MGTOWs overnight for views. Because the highest view in the Red Pill space between 2015 and 2020 was MGTOW. Facts. PUAs were not getting views. So they then took whatever MGTOW was saying, repackaged it, and at the end of the video said, I still sell a course. So... That's where we are right now. We have just a bunch of hope strategists. And you're hoping and you're hoping that one of these people are somehow going to get a hold of the rest of society and society is going to figure it out and help men get custody of their kids and, and the courts to turn. No. And just to be honest with you, the MRAs learned it the hard way. The MGTOWs perfected the art of let's just go our own way. Forget the law. 
forget the law. So when you have people that say, when you have people that say, forget the law, the reason why they got there is because they saw the MRAs get torched trying to change the law. This was a long way to get around to letting you guys know. The reason why men like myself is because I come from a group of people that said there's no point in trying to change the law. Because we already saw what happened when you trying to change the law. So what we're trying to do is, Mr. Palmer says, change the laws in your mind. Now you change the law in your mind. Now you change the direction and course of your life by changing you instead of changing everybody else. So your power is what? Vote with your feet. Vote with your wallet. Men tried to change the laws. We tried to get lobbyists together. What politician is going to do what? Stand in front of everybody and say, we need to stand up for men's rights. What? No. We learned that, and the MGTOWs were the ones that perfected the art of, A, that law-changing stuff ain't going to fly. A, that pickup stuff ain't going to work. A, for most of y'all, y'all going to waste $500 to $600 on the course. A, let's change the laws in our mind. So many of us came from that. Even though you won't admit it, many of us came from that. So then we said, let's do our own thing. Let's make our own money. Let's do what we want to do. Let's make our own course. Right now, right now. And let me just say something here. Um, there were some earlier guys that aren't even, wouldn't even consider themselves what you would call red pill, but they got lumped in the group. And that's Tommy, Patrice O'Neill, Tom Likas. Um, um, uh, I'm forgetting a lot of people, but if you will, the likes of those people, they weren't even saying they were red pill. They were just saying stuff which was true. Okay. And they were talking about custody and that, but they never would say they were RP. They were just doing their thing. And many people like that. And I don't want to leave them out. So. Um, now you have, oh, the last rendition, the last evolutionary group. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Clary is, I would say he'd probably say he was red pill, but shout out to him. The last rendition or evolution in this space that I'm sure um, you know, men are going to attack, if you will, and people can say you're guilty of that. Not so. I just bring a truth is the passport bros. They're the next one. They're the next ones that are going to be that on the fringe group where everybody went, goes and attacked them. Five, five years ago, it was MGTOW. Five years before that, it was PUAs. Five years before that, it was MRAs. Do you see, do you see a, do you see, do you see what happens? Soon as the one group goes down, then there's another group that adjusts, the guys adjust, and then everybody goes and says, the problem with society is the passport bros. Then the next thing they're going to try to do is get y'all passport canceled. <laughs> okay. Mm. Now they go in on them. It's basically the same thing. We just go there, dudes evolve, dudes evolve, dudes adjust, adjust, adjust. They just find a way. And then all of a sudden, once the mainstream finds you, then they start making videos. Before Passport Bros, that was the MGTOWs. Before the MGTOWs, it was the PUAs they attacked. Then because they were saying these dudes are getting over on the women. Then the women were starting listening and saying, what are you guys saying? Then before PUAs, it was the MRAs. It's basically whack-a-mole. And the problem is right now, I'm not saying they want to bad, but the problem is right now, there's going to be another group eventually that sees what happens and they make the adjustment. I think it was the Andrew Tate or the Kevin Samuels group 
But unfortunately, Kevin Samuels didn't be able to see his path develop because Kevin Samuels, if you like it or not, he was another splinter group and he gained traction. And then content creators started to follow his ideology and they started to wear suits and shirts with ties and cut up his videos and say he was the God. And then they started doing that. He would have had his own splinter group had he gone on. And yes, they petitioned to get off Kevin Samuels. So then he lost his path. And then Andrew Tate is kind of his own rendition as well. So he has his thing. Then they caught him. You know what I mean? Like, so the big thing in this, again, the real reason why I said all of this. <laughs> all right. The reason why I said all of this is because a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this. I think the best strategy is to do what? Tell you to find your own path. This is why you say free agency. That's why you say free agency. You got to go do what's best for you. I have some people in here talking about this and that. Hey, I've been here longer than you guys. I know a lot of you guys think you know. And when we say you don't know, you don't know. You don't know how this has been. You don't know how many people have worked on hard on this. You know, follow your own path, create your own path, make your own choices. But if you're waiting for the laws to change, the laws aren't changing. The laws aren't changing. I'm just letting you know. Yes, they'll loosen up on some things, meaning they'll say, okay, we're going to lean towards 50-50 custody. That's the best you're going to get. But they're not going to all of a sudden let you off child support. <laughs> they're not. They're going to let you off child support. Somebody says, isn't that MGTOW? No, because a lot of MGTOWs have girlfriends. They wouldn't let you know that, and I'm not trying to call them out, but a lot of them were saying they were going their own way, and they had girlfriends. So they had to figure their path out. So did they really go their own way? No, they went some sort of free agent lifestyle. They went into somewhat back into where the where they went. Yep, somebody says and lay low. So essentially what's happened there. So anyway, I know people don't appreciate this effort that I'm giving and you will find some way to complain about it. I know that's what you do because many of you are stuck in red pill rage. But this is the this is where we stand today. This is where we stand today. We stand we're on a watered down message. Um, we're standing where everybody has to jump around the sensors to keep their monetization and, and advertising. That ain't that ain't what it was five years ago on any level. That is not where it was five years ago. Nobody was jumping around nothing. Nobody was tiptoeing around anything. Nobody was making different phrases and words and monkey double backflips and segs with the G's and S's. They were saying what they were saying, right? And they stood in there. Now you, on the other hand, you're in these this little twilight zone. And, and a lot of people are offended, even people that don't agree with me. They're offended when they see other people rise to the top. And then they go, that's the top person. And that's the godfather. And that's the G. And that's the king of kings. And she's the queen. of, And she's the. There's some people that go, what is this? And rightly so. Even though, even though I'm somewhat new. But and rightly so. And if you want to talk about the Allen Roger Curry's and the. um, Again, I keep missing names here. What's the brother's name? Rom Wills. That was a whole nother lane, and they were somewhat of a PUA, the black version. Okay, and some of these guys are still around, Rom Wills and that. And they wrote, Rom Wills got to probably have 50, 11 books. 
But that was a whole nother lane of those were our dating coaches that were an extension of this group. And they somewhat come up in your in your um, algorithm. So that's even a whole nother group that was kind of around when the PUAs were around. So uh, anyway, shout out to Ron Wills. I, I like Ron Wills. I actually he's he's palpable. I can take him. He's like the he's like my uncle. He's like my uncle. Some people asking, what do PUA stand for? Damn, then we cannot cover that. <laughs> okay, we covered that already. And uh, yeah, if you were around for Tommy as well, if you were around with him, he was not a pill or anything. He was just, I think Tommy was more dealing with the, the was he divorced or more child support? That was his stuff. And then he talked about black women. That's what really got him in trouble because he seemed to lean in more on that. And then people learned. All right, so anyway, shout out to him. He was probably 2014, maybe. There was people that were doing this way before YouTube. There were people doing this way before YouTube. Like, I want to say Steve the Dean. He's another one that's in the pickup artistry area. He was doing this before there was even... <laughs> it was If you go back and research him, he was in it way before YouTube. He was doing... I can't even tell you. He probably got... He probably got... Uh, he probably got a uh, little uh, camcorder videos. So he was doing it way before then. He probably got his shit on camcorder videos. So anyway, a lot of people saying early 2010s and there were people before that. And I'm sorry, I'm missing some of the people, uh, some other people. So anyway. Oh, I missed Sandman as well. Anyway, let's get into this. You know, these are the type of things that they don't want you to know. So when you do see hate from other people, that's where it comes from because these people transition, transition, and they've been in it longer. And then they see other people rise ahead and then they gatekeep. They say, these people shouldn't be ahead. I should be ahead. I've been here longer. And I know the truth and I have the data and I have the talking points and I created this and they stole this and they got that. And now these people got the money. That's where that comes from. It comes from the fact that they got passed up. And then the new person has no clue. You ask them, who's your rock Mount Rushmore of Red Pill? They start naming some shit. You're like, what in the hell? <laughs> You're like, who? Who is that? What? These people are the top dog? No. So that's kind of where we are now, unfortunately. That's where we are. And it's all because of money. It's all because of money. Some people are making money. Some people aren't. And um, rightly so. I'm not. I'm not against or for that. I can understand it. I can understand it. So anyway. <laughs> and if anybody else has some more to add to that, let me know. Somebody says, hasn't dated in three years, free agent lifestyle for life. For life. Uh, did I get this person here? Ninja Snuggle says, hey, coach, have you ever read the book or listened to the audio book called Mate? He says, they say that for people who believe that marriage or dating is a zero-sum game is for the people who want, who are in this space. So um, is this a new book? So they're saying that people in this space think dating is a zero-sum game. I don't think it's a zero-sum game. It's definitely lopsided. And I think we're following the wrong thing. So uh, this is where we get into absolutes. This is where we get into absolutes. This is what Hafiz argues. These men are absolutely saying there's no benefit to marriage. No, we're not. No. 
So there's no absolutes over here. There's people that float in different ranges. Some people say dating is somewhat palpable. Some say it's horrible. Some say it's done. Some say it's rigged. Some say I'll do it, but I don't anticipate anything successfully. Same thing with marriage. Okay. Shah the Realtor says, Peace Coach, longtime listener. He says, Jim. Um, I don't know what that means. Jim Pops gave me early game. All right, so I says right here, Pops gave me early game. I'm going to say that. Save her number, don't save her life. Save her number, don't save her life. You said right here, Jim's Pops gave me early on. Save her number, don't save her life. All right, so shout out to the fathers that knew the real. All right, Jacob says, should ask Pearly if she's familiar with Umar. Umar's familiar with her. JC says, Junior came over wearing a Harry Potter hoodie. And he says, um... I instantly thought about your insatiable chick. She then said it's her 21st birthday and asked me if I would choke her out. <laughs> he says, Kahoo. Shout out to Dylan. I'm going to move forward. Midwest Finest says almost a year into viewing RP content and your channel is my go-to. I'm a recovering NPC. Any advice on how to balance RP without being black pill? Oh, yeah. So then you got the different color pills, right? You got the nihilists, the people who have totally given up. Then the red pillars are saying, no, we think there's a chance. Then they called out the purple pillars. Then they're gold and the yellow and the pink. And oh, my goodness. I think it's kind of crazy. There's only red and black. But I'd say use your own reality. Where are you? Truly evaluate yourself. Um, figure out where you are. You know, I like when other people try to put other people in other pills. I think it's absolutely insane. I think it's juvenile as well. But um, if you don't like where you are, you actually reevaluate yourself. And as I tell people, there's no. There's no deficiency that you cannot overcome. So if you're going to say, um, um, I'm going to give up dating, give up dating for a period of time. If you read my book, Free Agent Lifestyle, it doesn't say don't get married. It doesn't say um, don't cohabitate. It doesn't say don't do long-term relationships. It says that for men who are in a bad position, you're in a bad way, you got divorced, you got, you're tired of dating, you're not where you want to be financially, then it says don't do those things. And then it says, once you get to a position of leverage and options, then evaluate if those things are important to you. But people don't read the book and they never understand that. They never understand that I said that even in the book in 2018. Even the people who are disagreeing with my message and calling me nihilistic or black pill, they didn't even read the book. It gave you the option to re-enter the marketplace from a different position, which is leverage and options. And then thus, you know what you're going to lose. It's right there in the book. You have a different under and you have a different indication of what actually works for you and what doesn't. Then you can call your shop. Many times you might say, I don't want to get married still. Sometimes you might say, now it's time to get married. But look, fix your ish first. That's what it is. Reevaluate. People don't real, they don't read the book. It's really in the book. Okay. I never say just abandon everything. And that was my transition out of, okay, I'm gonna go my own way. Okay, what's the possibilities here? Okay. But read the book. It is, is whatever. That's my suggestion for you. Many times we're in a we're in a bad position on the dating marketplace because of us. Many times we're in a bad position in the dating marketplace because of us. It's not because of women. We actually put ourselves in a position so that women can do what? Reveal their nature. Mm. Now. They can't do the things that they're naturally going to do to you if you got leverage and options, <laughs> right? Because you're going to look at them as, you're going to look at a woman and go, oh, you're trying that shit? Bounce. 
but most men don't have any leverage. And then you walk in and then you get twisted up via their female nature because you have no options and you don't feel secure in yourself and you don't know where you're going and you have no plan and everything that matters to you in your life is her. That's going to be a mistake. That's going to be a mistake. All right, so work on yourself first. Then everything will be clear. Everything's going to be super clear. It's going to be so easy. Life then becomes easy. You're going to be floating on a cloud, and it's not because you're in love. Because you're going to see things from where you should have saw them from the beginning. And this is where I agree with dating coaches on many things. They're not completely wrong. But many of the earliest dating coaches realized early on their leverage and options. They, they realized that they had leverage over women. And so this is when they would say, you just got to be confident. What they were saying was, I'm in a better position than her anyway. That's basically what they were saying. This is what the pimps would say. This is what the guys who ran game would say. This is what the match would say. They're like, why are you scared of her? Why are you scared of her? And why are you over, overly pedestalizing her? She's just a woman. They say, you a man, she a woman. You already in the driver's seat. But men couldn't get that. Men couldn't get that, right? So men were like, well, it takes more than that. So then I said, leveraging options. That's why I say status trumps everything. It trumps a lot. Okay. JC says the Dana White stream was fire certified barbecue. All right, I got to get on. It's barbecue in there. And then JC says the Red Pill history lesson got ninjas looking Martin Luther Lee. And uh, yeah, if you came in pre-2000, I'm sorry, pre-2020, most of the people that you guys are saying are the top dogs. And even myself ain't even close. Bro. <laughs> like, it's not even close. It's laughable sometimes. I'd be like, and so I don't want to be hating, but I'm be sitting there like, dude, you're almost dealing with rookies. The people who you guys are following it after are rookies themselves. Not only are they rookies, they purple pill and or married and or it's 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 laughable. Like, like, man, like, wow, dude, we've actually gone really in a different way. So when you look at it from crazy from here and then you look at where we are now. Yeah, it's different. I'll I'll say it's different even for myself. So even Hafiz did a heel turn three or four times. Even Hafiz came in, came out, came in, came out. So this is why you think Hafiz was red pill. When he was an old, big old purple pill or a blue pill his whole life. And nobody saw it because what you saw of Hafiz was he saw where the trend was going. He saw Kevin blowing up. He even started before that, but he saw the trend. He started interviewing who? AMS, Steph is cold, Kevin Samuels, dating coaches, and then you would go to his channel because you were new and you didn't realize that that dude was blue pill from the beginning. I saw it. I never even subscribed to them. I saw that shit. I was like, these dudes ain't real. These dudes ain't real from what I need to hear. Cause I was like, these dudes don't, they ain't red pill. So I never thought they were. This is why they, people were like, you should go on this show. I was like, what? I don't want to be interviewed by him. He ain't, they ain't giving the real. And I was like, they're, they're more purple pill. I never thought they were, I never thought they were on the side. They just ended up in our algorithm. So, but, but you were new, you thought he did, did a heel turn. I saw it, I never saw it as that because I saw where they came from. I was like, these, di these guys are just jumping on the bandwagon. 
<laughs> right? And they jumped on the bandwagon, what, 2019, 2020, 2021? So it shows that you're new if you thought Hafiz heel turn. He didn't. He just rolled the wave, and then what happened was he saw his views. Uh, he got too big over it. He got, to his, he, he got his head blew up. His head blew up. He thought he was a genius. And then he did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get married now. Then he find a path to get married. And as a result of him getting married, he now couldn't stand on that line of red pill. He couldn't stand in the middle. Now he had to go back full blue pill because he had to explain himself. Wait a minute, you're getting married? I thought, I thought this and that. I thought this and that. Now that he started tap dancing with marriage, he had to go back blue pill. So it is what it is. But if you don't have the history, <laughs> if you don't have the history, you don't know. What were we talking about here? Let's get to let's get to this. We're not gonna we're gonna cut a story out. Uh, we'll talk about Gabrielle Union. I'm gonna cut a story out, but I'll save it for tomorrow. Gabrielle Union opens up about infidelity in her first marriage, and she says was not getting the wife of the year award award. Now this is complicated. You're saying that you had a previous marriage in which you made mistakes. And a lot of people will get into first marriages and make a lot of mistakes and they'll go into second marriages and act like they're perfect. Listen, we all make mistakes, but why are we talking about this now? This is interesting. And how does this affect D Wade or how does this affect other people? You guys are had the whole strategy. Gabrielle union right here. It says right here, whoever has the most gets to do whatever the hell they want is what I thought. And this is what Gabrielle Union and Dak Shepard got real about past infidelities on their latest armchair expert, which Shepard uh, declare, wait, declaring them, wait, declaring them identical in some of their past behaviors and justifications. Also, what you see in this space is a lot of celebrities kind of mimicking RP. So you see, you see, um, you see podcasts that, bring in RP people and then claim they agree with them. And then when the RP people leave, they, they diss them. <laughs> so you got celebrities joining in, they're doing their own format. I don't know if you guys have realized this in the last three years, you're hearing a lot of celebrities sound exactly like 2017 RP. Have you noticed that 2020 Kevin Samuels, 2016, 2019 CGA. They sound just like 2016 Angry Man. Now they're willing. Dude, I see people on Instagram blowing up. They got hundreds of thousands of views and subscribers. And they're saying exactly what we were saying in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 2012. Tom Likas, 22, uh, 1998. And they're now throwing that shit out there and it's getting a pass. And they are getting monetized. So, you know, I get it. I'm not going to gatekeep, but this is what we're seeing. And now those celebrities are making podcasts and they're bringing on or talking about, not even giving credit to where the credit came from. The 20, 25 years that men sacrifice and hard work to, and, and put their neck out there. Now they're acting like they came up with the shit. And you're like, wow, now it's getting really bad. And that's where it's going to really go south. It's really going to go south because now those celebrities, they sitting here watching and they adopting it and they saying the same shit we were saying in 2018. Same damn thing. And to me, it's to me, I'm sitting there going, we're still saying this stuff 
I don't even think I can say stuff like that now because it's so juvenile. It's so entry-level conversation. I was saying that stuff for so long. Now, all of a sudden, they're going back to my 2018 catalog. And I'm like, we're arguing about Britney Renner? What? Like, what? We're talking about arguing with a feminist? <laughs> like, we've now introduced and reintroduced arguing with feminists. To me, that is so played out. And they will break down the video and they will say he flamed the feminist. Like, <laughs> but listen, a lot of people are new. You know what I mean? I have to remember a person that is 25, five years ago, they were 20. You know what I mean? So they had no clue. Now they're walking in at 25. Like, this is crazy. He says, you're ruffling feathers. Yeah, dudes were doing this a long time ago. I hate to sound like that guy, but it is. It's so it's so crazy. And so I hate to sound like that guy. I'm not ruffling feathers, but it's like, like Brittany Renner. Like we talk about Brittany Renner. Like to me, that is like, I'm like, is it 2018? Even Brittany Renner just posted something. And she said five or 10 years ago, I had social media on lock. Let me see if I can find that post. I'm going to find that post. <laughs> Brittany Renner even said she old ass news. Let me see something. And then we got the nerve to be digging her ass up skeletons out and bringing her back in to reintroduce the conversation. Hold on for a second. Now, again, some people for some people that it's a big deal. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know if I can find it. Let me see. Is that it? Oh, no. It might have been on her story. I saw somebody picked it up. She was like, a long time ago, I had the game on lock. And here she is now. <laughs> like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We ain't discussing her. She old news. She literally, look at her post. If you follow her, somebody pulled it up. And it was like eight, she was like, eight years ago, I was the shit on Instagram. Somebody says The Rock is repeating Andrew Tate's talking points verbatim and didn't give him credit back in August. I'm telling you, man, you're going to see this stuff. You're going to see it. It's going to be weird. And you're going to be like, oh, no. Okay. Let's get back to this Gabrielle Union. Shepard admitted that he had a complicated relationship with his past behaviors because on the one hand, he has tremendous guilt and feels shame for cheating. At the same time, he admitted he also... He was also glad he did in some cases. Guys, these are people who you take marital advice from. So you have one person who is, I don't even know the person is, Dax Shepard. Who is that? You know I'm bad with names. Who in the hell is Dax Shepard? Let me see something here. Let me pull it up. Sounds like a guy. Yeah, that's who I thought it was. It's a white guy. All right, so let me see. This is Dax Shepard. So they're having a conversation of both of them being in loving marriages and cheating on their partners. Unbelievable. So let's go back. Let's go back to what we're talking about here. It says, uh, and then one of them is quoted as saying, life is short and it's one trip here, he shared. It's complicated to me. I'm glad I took some of the opportunities that came my way. I believe he's talking about cheating on your marriages. 
Um, Union shared similar sentiments, admitting a little later in their relationship that she wished she had more guilt for her own infidelity, but instead thought of it as, quote, just such a stupid relationship that should have never gotten out of the dating phase. Why do I find this problematic? It's because these are the marriages that many people start out on in, right? And then many people will come in here when I say, the love doesn't last, guys. It doesn't last. And I'll back, I'll back it up with science. I'll back it up with social scientists, pseudoscientists. I'll back it up with everybody. Everybody agrees with CGA. Even Michelle Obama, if you will, agree with CGA. Now, everybody calls me public enemy number one. Here's another instance of a woman who is celebrating black love who cheated on her other black lover and is now in a second marriage and totally taking a grenade to it. Okay, and also she's going to tell you why she cheated, but she has no regrets. She actually probably is saying, I should have cheated more. And this marriage should not have got past dating, but she allowed it. And then when it ends in divorce, you guys wash your hands and then act like it's weird that we're talking about 50% of marriages in a divorce. And you guys walk away from marriages totally imploded, really damaged people. Uh, both people experience trauma and you re-enter into these marriages. And then when I say the love ain't going to last, you look at me like I'm crazy. You look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, do y'all see what y'all doing out here? This woman's saying, I don't mind cheating on my husband. As a matter of fact, we shouldn't have got married in the first place, but you did. Now you're a statistic. She says, I definitely was not getting wife of the year awards. Union said of her first marriage, I had some focus issues, you know. She had some other issues too, okay? But of course, when you talk about these issues, allegedly, all right, um, the alleged issues, nobody wants to think about how important they are. She said she was married to NFL running back Chris Howard from 01 to 06. In our first marriage, neither of us felt like the marriage should get in the way of our dating. I'll say it again, and she didn't even blame Jermaine, she didn't even blame her husband. In our first marriage, neither of us, neither one of us felt like the marriage should get in the way of our dating. Do you hear this shit, bro? This is like, what are we doing? I want to ask a question here. I want to ask a question. I have a serious question. Why does what I say? When people are here speaking this, I find it odd that I'm the doom and gloom person. I find it hard that you're depressed at what I'm saying. I'm just here reporting from the scene. I find it hard to believe why you believe I'm the person screwing things up. I don't get it. I just report this. What do you want me to report from the happy marriage couples? Well, the problem with happily married couples is they're too busy being happily married. They don't have no stories to tell. They're boring. Happily married people are boring. They're so bored, they don't even have sex with each other. They don't even realize what's happening. There's one person playing the ring game and one person realizing they're getting a deal of a lifetime. She gets to sit on the court, of the couch and blow up like they book Goodyear blimp. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game? That he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. This is what the rest of the world is. And if you want to report about happy couples, there's nothing to report. 
They've been living the same day over for the last 15 years. They don't realize it. It's the same day of the week. Matter of fact, if you just backed up the calendar, the only thing that changes is the weight of both people. Only thing changes is the pounds. That's the only thing that has changed in that time. Maybe some kids came in. Maybe their income increased by 5%. That's the only thing that's changed. Every other day is the same day. They woke up like it's Groundhog Day. Every day. So what, what's the report? Hey, what's going on here? Up, oh, nothing. Just the same old soup, just reheated. We having grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup. Today, we're having tater tots and, um, and uh, chicken fettuccine. Today, we're having iced tea. Tomorrow, we're having Kool-Aid. Ain't nothing changed. This morning, we had ham and eggs. The next day, we had ham and eggs. After that, we had ham and eggs. That's what they had. Tomorrow, we're having pork chops and gravy. Nothing happened. Tomorrow, we're, after that, we're having tombstones and dino chicken nuggets. Nothing's changed. They haven't even changed their car yet. They still driving the same old Chrysler minivan. Nothing's changed. <laughs> All right. Nothing's changed, brothers. And then one day, one thing's going to change and it's going to kaboom, blow up everything. Every day they wake up and don't try to change something. Because they know if they change one thing, their whole thing's going to go fold. The whole damn thing, all the cars are going to collapse. So they fight every day to do the same damn thing and eat the same strawberry Pop-Tarts and eat the same, drink the same damn 2% milk. And they, <laughs> they talk about the same conversation. They rewatch the same episodes of Jeopardy like it's a new episode. Oh, look at there. Alice Trebek is back hosting the show. I don't think I've seen this episode yet. They watch reruns of Seinfeld and Friends, and they're totally comfortable. Nothing changes. They're happy there. What is there to report? Mm. <laughs> Whole milk over here. They What is there to report? Hey, talk about the good marriages. All right, let me check in real quick. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Look, let me check in on the good marriages. What did you see over there? Nothing. That's what I saw. They was both sitting there like a bump on the log. They was both sitting there getting fat. They were both sitting there not touching each other's naughty areas. They were both sitting there cashing the same check, waiting for their direct deposit to hit, trying to catch up to the budget. Nothing happened. <laughs> they were talking about their backsplash and remodeling their kitchen. They were talking about their kid's school bus route, why it's so far away from their house why their kid has to walk a block and a half. They were talking about going to parent-teacher conference. <laughs> All right, that's what they were doing. They were watching episodes of MASH. They were, <laughs> they were eating chili dogs. Yeah, bro, hey, yeah, they had chili dogs for lunch. Hold up. They were doing this at night. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. They were sitting there talking about their kids' lacrosse practice schedule. Oh, what, what time is Johnny got lacrosse practice this week? Oh, Johnny has lacrosse practice at 5 o'clock. Okay, I'll clock out early from my job at Rite Aid to get little Johnny at practice. Bruh. <laughs> that's where you want me to talk about good marriages. That's what it is. 
I mean, if you want, this shit will be a short show. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yo, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to report. Let's talk about these people getting divorced to kingdom come. Where are we at here? Let's talk about the wine party they were invited to. Oh, we're going to get together for wine. Oh, my God, this wine. Oh, this one. Swish it, swish it. Put it in your gums. What does it taste like? Oh, an old wood barrel. What does it taste like? Have you tried the cheese? The bruschetta. You tried the bruschetta? I'll try the bruschetta. Oh, my God. Let me see here. Put that bruschetta on. Mm, this is good bruschetta. The oil was perfect. I made the sangria coming in. This is my favorite sangria recipe. Put it on the table. Don't drink too much. You might get a little frisky. <laughs> they dead on the inside. What's their little report? They just waiting to die. They waiting to die. They like, you dead yet? No, I'm still here. You dead? Nah. Do you wish you were dead? No, I love you. Well, if I died, would you marry someone else? No, honey. But I never wish you would die. We're going to live ever forever, even into infinity. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> look. Oh, man, I'm done, man. Forget about Gabriel Union, man. This is going to be an 18-hour stream. <laughs> well, just say I really did die. Would you really not marry someone else? Would you marry a younger woman? Would she be just like me or someone like else? Someone else? Would she be fat, skinny, brown hair, brunette, black, white, Asian? What would you do? Oh, honey, I would never marry anyone else. I mean, I'm just saying, would you really marry someone else? I know you would. Listen, I won't be offended. I won't be offended if you would marry someone else. I'm just asking. Don't worry about it. Because I would totally marry. I would totally marry the hot guy on Grey's Anatomy. If you died, I mean, there's just one guy, the totally hot doctor on Grey's Anatomy. I would marry him. So who would you marry? He would say, I'm going to go marry me, a young woman. She's going to say, she's going to say, I'm sorry, what? Wait, you marry a young girl? Well, you mean how young? 22? Well, that would make you a metaphile. That would make you a misogynist. I mean, your daughter is 21. I mean, you would marry your daughter? I mean, you need counseling. I mean, there's something wrong with you. I mean, you're sick. You're disgusting. I'm filing for divorce. <laughs> All right, let me stop, man. Look, let me oh, these super chat. 18? You mean like the next door neighbor girl who washes her Jeep in her bikini? Is that why you've been standing by the window? You've been watching that girl who just graduated high school who's going into college at the University of Ohio State? You've been watching that girl? You've known her since she was 12. That makes you a metaphile. I'm calling the police. This is reprehensible. <laughs> how long have you been watching her i mean i thought you thought you were having a conversation with her i thought you was talking about the time 
You coached her soccer team. You were out there lusting after her. You were watching her in her bedroom. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I can't with you people. <laughs> Sometimes I embarrass myself. I know, man. Now you in marriage counseling. See, this is what normies do. They live the same day every day so they don't disrupt the bullshit. <laughs> okay, let me get to these super chats. We got to get out of here, man. All right. Oh, uh, man. Midwest Finances said, saw someone mention RP Rage, and that's where I'm at. He says, I ain't fed. I was fed a lot of BS in your content. It's hard at times, but necessary. Thank you, sir, man. Yeah. Hey, I always teach people to get out of that red pill rage, right? It's a place, it's a standard place to be, but you don't want to be there long. Being there long will prevent you from, I mean, it's going to have you doing silly shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to have you bothered when women do silly stuff, right? They're going to do silly stuff. They're going to be, you're going to be at the bar sulking. And then you're going to see three women just having fun, doing goofy stuff. They goofy. They're having fun, flipping their hair, you know, and taking selfies and doing their phone like this and taking pictures and just woke up like this. You're going to be, oh, my God, this is. Yeah, man, you need to graduate from there. Graduate from there, brother. You got to get out of there. That's going to get you in the health. All right. That's going to get you in the health. You just want to look at them. If they want to be goofy, let them be goofy. You can talk about it and laugh. But if you talk about it and you mad, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't stand when they stand there and they take a picture from behind and then they have the landscape and then they post it on Instagram. Yeah, you don't want to be that. You want to get out of that. This is the after pill. This is this the free agent lifestyle. This you want to graduate from that. Otherwise, you get stuck doing that. You ain't going to grow as a person. All right. Stone Tipple Pilot says D Wade and Gabrielle Union are the new Will and Jada. Uh-oh. If you know, you know. And you ain't wrong about that. You ain't wrong about that, guys. Uh, they going to be. And they got a lot of time to mess it up. Fumble the bag. D Wade. We got GS. Inc., thank you for your contribution over on the Cash app. <laughs> yeah, you'll be mad at them at the gym. You you just going to constantly be bad, bad with women. Don't be mad with them. All right, don't be mad with them. It's crazy. Somebody said here, shout out to, we're going to call you Mitch. This is Mitch. He says free agent tuition. Thank you, sir. All right, no government name says great stream. Coach, thank you for the history lesson. I'm sure some people might object to some portions of it. And, of course, it's what it is. All right, but uh, it is what it is. Macaroni Tony, it's funny you said uh, Rom Wills because that's how I found you. Shout out to you. I thought you and him um, at first would have a small resemblance. We do. We, I mean, you know, we both have big old, I think he's bald-headed too, right? We got big milk, milk dud heads. We do resemble kind of, I think he has a beard too. Um, uh, Back in 2020, but I realized the difference quickly and now it's the free agent lifestyle. I actually... Uh, like Rom as a, I think he would be a cool person to hang out with. He'd be a cool person to hang out with. Um, Andy, he's just kind of low, but he's, he, I think for an older man, I think he might be older than me by maybe a decade or less. If you want to be somewhere in life, you want to be kind of casual like Rom, right? You don't want to be raging. Like you don't want to be raging in your mid fifties. He cool as the other side of the pillow, right? He's just cool, just cool. Let me talk to y'all brothers. Yeah, I know y'all out here lusting and losing y'all mind. He like, I'm cool as hell over here. I, I got me a couple of girls. Yep. You know, I work on my body, do a couple weightliftings, go to my job, come back home and chill. 
he seemed like he cool as hell. He one the one of the guys I can trust. I think I can trust him, and I don't trust e easily. So check out Rom. He does do dating stuff. So I'm just gonna let you know. He does talk about stuff that it might be opposed to what I say. So I'm not telling you go over there and listen to what he says. What I'm telling you is if he, you know, he's a he's a guy. I think he's from the D.C. area. I think he's from the D.C. But he's good, cool, calm, collected. Cool, calm, collected. If you want to calm down, calm down. You don't got to listen to everything he tells you. You might not agree. Sometimes I watch him and I'll be like, I don't agree. But I don't go fight. All right, Rom, CGA versus Rom. Let me get in there. <laughs> Dude be at the gym, go to work, go to his apartment. He might clap a couple cheeks. He might go and chill. I mean, he don't give a damn. So that's where he is in life. And I say, if you're in your 50s, I think you should be more like him than some of these other guys. All right, uh, let's see here. No pressure. No government name. SD. He says, Coach, thanks for tonight's show and the history lesson. What, what turned someone from RP to black pill? Any examples? I've also just started learning about maritime admiral. Wait. Oh, maritime admiral law. Things run deep. Yes, indeed. So I don't even. New, 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 new world order. But if you want to know, go really deep. Learn about maritime law. Um, Man, boy, if you really want to know, because we're giving you a basic surface approach to what, what the legal system is. But maritime, I think you call it admiralty law. That's a whole nother leap. That's a whole nother leap in understanding how the legal system works. And what game they're actually playing. Now, when you get into that, you're going to get all kind of confused. And the only way you understand it is if you've been a part of the legal system. Like, if you've never been in court, none of that shit is going to make sense. But if you ever been in court, when you've been in court, yeah, you've been in court and you go, oh, what is that? Okay, when they say that, that's what that means. They're playing some game on you and you don't even know it. Right when they invite you in from the seats and shit, and they invite you onto the, and then when you look at the courtroom and you look at it, you're like, it looks like a ship. Mm. <laughs> right? And you'd be like, it looks like a ship. It looks like a pirate ship. They invite your ass on. Like, you really like, yo, he's sitting up there. They got the little thing in the bar. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, you ain't ready for that. Who's ready for that? <laughs> <laughs> they invite you on. They literally be like, yeah, uh-huh. Are you ready to proceed? Are you ready to proceed? There's no such thing as a wasted word in law. There's no such thing as a wasted word. When they ask you something, it means something specific. And the problem is you don't know what it means. <laughs> you don't know what the shit means. Yeah, I'm ready to proceed. Sounds right. Oh. You just married yourself. Walk the plank. <laughs> walk the plank. What do you mean walk the plank? And the parrot comes out. No, man. Do you know what I mean? The peg leg guy. Look, man, there's no idle words. Everything means something. And it only means something to them. And you are ignorant. You know nothing. <laughs> you know absolutely nothing. You come in in complete ignorance. Everything means something. How do I tell you? How do I tell you, you know? Anyway, let me stop. He also says red pill to black pill. I don't care. But like, <laughs> Somebody says court is literally a game, a game between lawyers and judges. 
game lawyers and the judges, the ref. It is, dude, it is so deep. You guys don't want to know. They really going to be not helping with me with this stream. I'm telling you, it is deep. They don't go three years in the law school for nothing. They don't go to three years of law school for nothing, sometimes four years. These people playing a whole game on your ass. And again, what did I tell you? Stay out of court. Why do I tell you to stay out of court? You don't want to be in there. They're, they're doing some shit, and they having a whole conversation right over your head. And then we'll look at you and then ask you why you dumb and why you didn't know. And you're like, why you didn't know about this? It took you three years to go to school and another four years practicing under someone and another and you i guarantee you <laughs> yeah brothers y'all better know what's up man do not go to court don't go to court not a traffic ticket number not i'm not telling you to not to show up if you're subpoenaed i'm not telling you if you showed up if somebody does serve you i'm saying don't get involved with the courts it's not a game they're playing their own game own rules as soon as you get off the ship you're gonna have sea legs then gonna run circles on you over you Yeah, man. And I'm not saying this to do anything against the legal system. I'm saying do not go in there. Do you guys real, realize most um, most politicians are lawyers? This is why you guys have problems with politicians, right? You're saying this politician and that politician. And they can sit up listening to Senate speeches and sit in the House of Representatives and draw up bills and do this and do that and file and sue. That's all they're doing. And they got y'all dumbasses picking sides. <laughs> They got y'all dumbasses sitting around there. This one's behind the people, and this one's for the... Okay. Yeah. Look up every person that is a politician. Now, I'm going to tell you, 90% of them are lawyers. 90. Somebody said not Donald Trump, obviously. Obviously. Most of them have no business experience, no nothing. They're just a politician. What have you been doing all your life? I've been serving the people. <laughs> right. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, what, what, what other jobs have you held? Nothing. Just a politician. And a lawyer. There's a, there's a, look, this is how I get deep. There's a song called God's Away on Business. I keep referring to that. Listen to the song. It's somewhat of a silly song, right? It's a silly song. But the message is, we've left our, we've left our trust into three people. We've left our trust into three people. And it is killers, thieves, and lawyers. Sometimes it's those three people are the same person. Sometimes they're two of the same. You know what I mean? Like there's no distinction. Yeah. Killers, thieves, and lawyers. You know, when they say no great, every great fortune lies behind a great crime. Some of your most wealthy people are the thieves. FTX, right? All of these things that you see. Uh, Bertie Madoff. A lot of these people come from swindling, grifting. Those people are the prominent people in our world and we listen to them. Uh, the uh, lawyers, lawyers, politicians. These are the people who we put our hands into our trust and our faith. They'll do right by us. And then killers themselves, as you know, some people is there's a dark, dark underworld around here. Those people we listen to as well. Sometimes they're one in the same. They serve two purposes, right? So these are the people. These are the people who we listen to. These are the people who govern us. This is why sometimes it doesn't make sense when I'm like, why y'all listening to them? You might say that about me. But why I'm like, why do you listen to them? <laughs> you know, well, they believe us and they will do. Mm. Many of them are lawyers. They're 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 
kind of telling you, um, I'm going to sue the red side or I'm going to sue the blue side. And they got your ass in the middle jumping around like a monkey. All right. Burning up stuff and and cheering for them and watching them twerk and dance. And I go. <laughs> I mean, it probably gets deeper than that, but that's how deep as I'll go. I'm like, man, y'all really. Like, what are y'all doing? But anyway, y'all do you. But uh, it's almost my bedtime. Uh, somebody said red pill and black pill. That stuff only people worry about that got time to worry about that. I don't worry about color pills, if you wanted to know. Uh, Thomas says, what's up, coach? I'm at the gym today doing barefoot squats, and there were three Latinas also doing squats on the rack next to me. I noticed them kept looking over at me because I was lifting some heavy weight. Once I was done with my set, one of them came up to ask me and said, I have nice-looking feet. And asked me some fitness questions. I'm not sure if she was flirting with me. But that was the most awkward compliment I've ever received from a woman where they were out. Shout out to the feet picture gang. The feet picture gang is turning on us, coach. What the F? So maybe she wants you to be part of the, maybe she wants to do some matching feet pictures. You know, if you in the feet pictures, you know, you should have asked her to see her feet. <laughs> I would have asked her to see her feet. Sometimes we get into these conversations, man. What is a pickup and what is a cold approach? Sometimes, hey. There's some girls out here that's on that freaky deaky. And we do have to acknowledge that. We kind of talk about it. Guys, there's girls that are on some freak stuff. We just have to take that. We just have to understand that. Some girls just want to be freaked. And there's a lane for that. No government name. Russ says, thanks, coach, for the history lesson. Hip a brother to the straight game. All right. We got it to the straight game. Thank you, man. And we got three more and then we'll move on. Maryland guy. Hey, coach. Uh, have you seen the video that CNN did on the RP about four to five years ago? It's still up on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I've referenced it. I referenced it. So it was CNN. Yeah, I referenced it. That was what I was talking about. That kind of got a lot of people in trouble. That was a uh, big John. Yeah, that was a bad day. <laughs> that was a bad day for a lot of people. Van said, question, why do you uh, tell, the, why don't you tell the playbook? Wait a minute, hold on for a second. Oh, um, are you, do you want me to read this? Did you do, uh... okay. I don't know if you want me to read that out loud, but that was more of a private question there for some behind the scenes stuff. All right, so, um, I'll talk about that. I'll I don't know. I would have to talk to you in person to show you that. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Maryland guy says, he says, I've been on no fap on the no fap street for two weeks now. And big women oh, are starting to look good. Give me the buzzer. Mm. Hey, big. It's not that big women should not look good to you. <laughs> it's that where you place them in their life that could be affecting you. Right. If you're giving yourself a trophy for knocking down thick women, then that might be something we need to discuss. If that is your only option, then it's kind of like, eh. But we always tell brothers this right here. You know, we tell. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Yeah, man. Listen, I can't, I can't patrol your, I can't patrol your salami, but. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yeah, he's starving. 
he looking at them girls. What them two sisters that we was looking at yesterday with them thick old thighs? Them thighs were so thick, juicy. Juicy thighs. Unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of other stuff coming with it. But look, let's get out of here, brothers, man. Look, we did a lot of messing around. Shout out to you guys. And if you have something to add related to the um, history of this space, uh, realize that, you know, you can add it in the comment section. I'm sure I, you know, there was a short period of time I didn't get to cover it all. So there's something you can add in there that I might have missed. Go ahead and do it. Don't just say you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, sometimes I'm forget things. Sometimes I miss things. Sometimes there's not enough time to explain things. So just kindly explain it the way you want. There's no need to try to act like you know what you're talking about when you ain't got no damn show. All right. So anyway, this is a hard thing to do. And sometimes I don't prepare to deliver all the information and the facts. So just do it. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang and we out of here. Peace. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made. Which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man.